Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 183 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast, but the number two uh, baseball team organization in the city of Atlanta. That, of course, the number one title belongs to our Atlanta Braves World Series champions 2021. I had to throw that in there. Tonight, uh, Sega has a new partnership with Microsoft, question mark, drive through the cluck and bell in VR and order uh, two number twos and five number Two number nines, a number nine large, (laughs) a number six with extra dip. Yeah, Brant knows the order. That's awesome. Uh, Microsoft is exploring the third dimension. It's uh, more VR stuff, it sounds like. PlayStation Mobile name change. Another Microsoft, uh, Microsoft, another Marvel game. I hope another Microsoft game's in development. Another Marvel game is in development. And we have your November Games with Gold, Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, and PlayStation Now titles. I am Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Brand McKee. What's up, sir? And Cesar Concepcion the second. Welcome, fellas. Hello. I'm here. We are now. here. We took a week off inadvertently, but uh, I think it was a good boost for us all. The, uh, the time time skip was killing me. It wasn't gonna this happen. Is, this, this is the time I I thrive. I can't do the. I'm like vampire man. I can't do the all extra sunlight. <laughs> I'm over here like I'm driving home. The sun's already going down. I'm like fuck yeah. That's what Don't I want. Shit. Oh, you, have you seen this area I'm in? In this office it is pitch dark. I'm like I'm running. I'm stubbing my toe on like random stuff. It's like fuck, and I keep doing it to myself. <laughs> That's the way I like it. <laughs> You're quite possibly the worst vampire I've ever heard of. Yeah, but you have heard of me, so. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, I set him up. He just he just spikes it. That's all I've we done do. That at, I've done that at work before, where they're like, "You're in the you're like the worst technician I've ever seen." As I have, but you have heard of me, and I was like, "Now I got in a conversation where I shouldn't be making those jokes." So I was like, yeah. so "I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so people won't know what it is." <laughs> just... What? It could, it could go one of two ways. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I've only heard of you 30 minutes ago when you started <laughs> messing my issue up. Hey, man, all, you, all I know is negative or good. You're you're talking about me. That's all that matters. Um, but you have heard of me. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into this old news. What have we actually heard of? I just flipped over. Uh, this comes from Gamatsu. Sega and Microsoft announced strategic alliance to create new titles for Sega in next-gen development environment built on Azure. New titles focused on global online community and ip utilization this reminds me of when sega bowed out of the dreamcast and said they were going to start developing for the xbox they were the that was the first platform they latched onto, and then we got more stuff for gamecube and more stuff for ps2 but that was such a big get it seemed like at the time and we i i kind of look at the X, original xbox now so it's like, it like a dreamcast too we got a bunch of those games uh, Sega and Microsoft have announced a strategic alliance that explores ways for Sega to produce large-scale global games in a next-gen development environment built on Microsoft's Azure cloud platform. Wait, is this the AI-powered like crackdown type shit? This um, it's the same thing that um, they signed that deal with Kojima, and then the same thing they signed that deal with Sony. It's just it's just running on their servers. That's all it is. It's just the backbone. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's it gonna work mean... well because I mean, what's funny is if you look at this Gmasu article, I don't know if you have the same advertisement as me, but they're advertising New Genesis Fantasy Star Online too. As I'm looking at this page, <laughs> I don't have is, that one. Which is, you know, which is right now is a Microsoft exclusive at the point at this point, mm-hmm. and would also benefit well on this Azure platform. Yep, running on that in the background. 
Companies have agreed upon the foundation for this alliance will look to build further technological evolutions through mutual cooperation with areas such as network infrastructure and communication tools required for global online services being a key priority. There are two quotes from uh, Sega president and COO Yukio Sugino and a quote from Sarah Bond, CVP of Microsoft Corporation. I think I've seen her on some of those Xbox events. Yes. Yes, that sounds familiar. So if you would like to read those quotes about uh, Sega and Microsoft shaking hands once again, 20 years later, uh, you can gonna, check that out. It's going to be your favorite photo, the one from um, The Office. <laughs> it it's going to be him handing him the, the, the contract for the Zero <laughs> software to Sega, and they're just doing the, the awkward shake. So. Sega's got the fanny pack, like, yep, I'm here. Damn, damn, we messed up on that one, man, because you should have just like Photoshopped that in there and threw that in a Twitter thread. I would have died laughing. <laughs> Somebody would have came after you, like, how dare you insult Microsoft, and then it would have started a whole war. So. Oh, no, the, the Twitter wars would have been directed at you. Uh, I've used that one at work a lot because we won an industry award and I had just started in my department. <laughs> that was what I was using for myself. Like, glad to be part of the team, guys. Yeah. I'm here and taking all the benefits and did none of the, the work. Yeah, None of it. I have a, I think this is a DoorDash. Yeah, I have a DoorDash commercial on this next so part. So did I. <laughs> you got the same one? Is it a dude driving a taco? Are you watching that, Brent? Uh, it went away, but yeah, it was, it was like a dude. It was like... <laughs> A driving a taco and then he was like eating chicken and then he was like in a cloud or something it was it was a weird thing yeah nice looking at a pizza i, I, I yeah. love jimon i love jimon but man this this page is like 1995's like version of a web-based advertisement on this thing man yeah like it's, it's, it every corner up. has like an ad and i know he needs it and i'm not really complaining about it but is there a way we use so many of his articles i wouldn't mind doing gamatsu premium or something like that do they does he have a subscription of some kind that's ad free I wish, man. I I would have signed up for it long ago. That man's been. I, I would wake up at four a.m. before I went to the gym. Yeah. And just like, all right, look at the like eighty tweets he put on there about what happened. So. It's one of the few that I have alerts for for everything, and I'll see like when I wake up in the morning, I'll see like, okay, what other uh, uh, offshore news did we get your, overnight? Your uh, Shimagami Tyson uh, De- Daily Demon. Two hundred times. <laughs> Dude, I can do my <laughs> Daily Demon update from Sour Mono. You told me to mute it and just block out like Daily Demon. <laughs> I yeah, I think if you just mute like, certain dismiss. words, they'll just stop. So, I'm like dismiss, dismiss. Because I remember, right, I know it was bad enough when you mentioned something to me. I'm like, hey, dear God, can I just stop the Daily Demon thing? It's every day, and it's continued I mean, since it's then. Still it's still happening. Never it's like 201 just happened today. I was like, holy shit, the game comes out Friday. How many demons are in this game? It's like fucking Pokemon, man. They're just going. To, this is like Gen One. Now we'll start getting Gen Two <laughs> Daily Demon update. <laughs> then we'll have, then we'll have somebody come and bitch about when they do um remakes on that one how they took out the old demon decks or censored and... them oh no <laughs> demon decks. Demon decks. give us a full demon decks you cowards yeah they'll just bitch about the demon decks how they cut out generation six and seven so <laughs> and they'll come out with let's go let's Shimagami go Shimagami tyson and they'll just have like one demon in there <laughs> oh god that's good oh, stuff no. All right, this next article is also from Sour Mono and Gamatsu. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas announced for Oculus Quest 2, joining uh, other genre-defining title, Resident Evil 4. It is coming to the Oculus Quest 2 experience, Los Santos, and virtual reality, says the article. Get a new perspective on Los Santos, San Fierro, and Las Venturas as you experience, again or for the first time, one of gaming's most iconic open worlds, reads the Oculus blog post. This is a project many years in the making, and we can't wait to show you more of it. Further details were not announced. So this is another pretty big get by uh, 
Yeah, Facebook, right? Or yep. Meta, or where the fuck you call them now. Yeah. I, I did see, and it wasn't part of this, it was probably a week and a half or so ago, but I did see they were going to scale back some of those Facebook requirements for the Oculus. So, Cesar, you might be able to unlock yours before too long. I don't know what the concept, like the whole aspect of it was, but they were going to roll back some of the Facebook integration with that Oculus. I don't know if it's totally cut out, but... Yeah, it won't th- work for me because I'm sure when that gets to the capture parts, it's going to be a picture of Pinocchio. I'm not a real fucking boy. So. <laughs> it's just going to look at you from the camera out or camera in, I guess, as you're looking at it. Yeah. And uh, unidentify you as a real I mean, boy. I'm I'm excited about just doing the whole looking through CJ's eyes as I go, oh, shit, here we go again. Yeah. And after that, I'll stop playing. I mean, that's the part I get up to. I'm like, All right. This is enough. I think I downloaded the Game Pass San Andreas. I'm I'm waiting to try that out. Does that unlock? Did that unlock? It's tomorrow, isn't it? A couple of hours. Uh, if you do yeah. the New Zealand trick, you can be playing now. Um, usually, yeah. uh, if you, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a, a tweet in like two hours saying that it's playable. It's up. It's playable. Yeah. That seems to be the case usually. I like being able to preload that stuff, and then I'll just get a. Yeah, I will get a notification because I got one for Forza Horizon. It's like, hey, it's ready to go. And I think PlayStation does it too. Like when you add something, it's like, hey, we're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love that yeah. feature. When it's uh, that's that's how I got my um, like something's on my wait on my uh, want list or whatever the fuck they call it. It's not mm-hmm. a wait wish list. It's a want list. Wish list. There we go. Brings like down. The wish book. Old. Uh, <laughs> is it wish book? Right. So we yeah. got we got San Andreas. <laughs> we got Resident Evil Four. No, it's not Wishbone. What other pop in my head? It's a dog, man. Wishbone. What's the story of Wishbone? Yes, man. I used to watch that shit when I came home from school. <laughs> those were good. Can you they still watch those? I watched that. I watched Mighty Max. I don't also. know. That shit was good. I don't know. That's been a commercial. Wishbone was great, and he was always one of the main characters in the story. It's perfect. What's the story? Wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the song, but I remember watching the show. So. I usually get some theme songs now, except for KK Watermelon or whatever that oh, yeah, Bubblegum. Bubble KK Bubblegum, yeah. You, you affectionately call it Bubblegum Crisis? That's what I turned it into. That's where I got messed up. I was like, I'm going right. watch Bubblegum Crisis in the 90s. I was like, hmm. So we got uh, San Andreas now. We've got Resident Evil 4. What other huge title from that era is going to be the next Oculus get? Let's, uh, let's predict that one. From that same era... It wouldn't be, my guess would be Half-Life. That's right around that scene. Ooh, oh, I do have a contender. Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, there you go. Like a 2-3 combo type deal. In VR, though, how would that? It it already had a first-person mode. I guess you could just keep people stuck in that, maybe. And then zoom them out. Like if you went, if you pan the camera and you were above Snake, you'd just be looking at the map that way, maybe. Didn't um, didn't Metal Gear Solid 3D... Had a pretty good first yes. view in there. It was mean, really good it just mirror integration. something like that. What was that? When it just mirrors something like that, like that type of build. Yeah, and you ran at a lower frame rate. That was the knock on that one. But that one, that one lets you crouch and shoot with Snake, which was like uh, that was the first one to do that. It's Ooh, a, when you say it out loud. Crouch and shoot as the Snake. <laughs> I mean, just in general, like you couldn't crouch and shoot as Solid Snake in a Metal Gear game, and that was the first one. It took what? Almost 15 years before that happened. Yeah, that's why I said. Like, I mean, since the 3D era of Metal Gear, let me re uh, uh, clarify. 
Yeah, like a very specific build of that game, too, that already had two ports before that, I think, before coming to 3DS. Yeah, we had the my, HD collection, and we had subsistence. Yeah, mine would be, uh, my VR game would be uh, Shinji Mikami apologizing that Resident Evil 4 is ported to every fucking thing ever made, and it should have just been a GameCube exclusive. That would <laughs> it's be only going to be on GameCube. Game. Yeah. What was it, like eight months or ten months later? It was on PS2? He said he came back and said he only designed it for GameCube, like Capcom just gave him the middle finger, so... You can tell though it's not it doesn't run well on PS2. It's not a it's not a good PS2 showcase. It was not done by the Clover team, so. Uh, I got my game. Do y'all have one you want to throw in there? A cheat answer from that era would be Metroid Prime. I know it's impossible, but you stole Brant's answer. Yeah. Brant, oh, that's what you were going with, Brant? <laughs> yeah. After you said it, he's like, "Holy shit, that was my answer. You you just said it." It's like that's a good one. No, I was I was thinking around Half Life as well, but I mean they did just do Half Life Alex, so I don't and know if they they've got their Vive platform, so I'm, yeah, I wouldn't think you'd see one going across that way. Yeah, for, for me it would be uh, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. It's pretty good. It always is Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. I love no, no, I love no, Sands no. of Time, man. That's that's not how I remembered it. Ah, no, 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 no. I I I, I was uttered that phrase a lot, so. I pl- I plotted in that game because I can only I can only rewind time less than five times. So I saw uh, that's not I remember like a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like saying it in my sleep as I woke up. Like, no 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 that's not how I remember. Oh to get the platinum you can only rewind five times for the whole game. I got the platinum. I yeah. Holy Dang. shit! I love me some sands of time, man. I went back there and got the platinum. I was like hell yeah. Damn. Probably can do it on a subsequent playthrough, right? You know what you're doing at that point. Yeah, I mean it's it's like. It's like me playing Mario Brothers when I play Sands of Time. I just already, yeah. I already know where to go and everything. I played it so many times. So yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Microsoft is planning 3D Metaverse apps for Xbox and gaming. I don't know anything about this, so if somebody. Else I don't. Well done, Brand. We're learning something new. It's like school all over again. <laughs> Let's you, all learn together. Let's go <laughs> Metaverse. So uh, Microsoft just announced um, Microsoft Teams Metaverse for meetings oh, and God, video no. calls. Um. But they're also planning to do it for for gaming as well. Uh, I guess Microsoft CEO uh, Satya Nadella was speaking with Bloomberg and was saying that they were absolutely going to focus on uh, gaming for the metaverse with Xbox. Um, She mentioned, or they mentioned, what was it? They mentioned games like uh, Halo uh, as a metaverse, Minecraft, uh, Flight Sim, you had me at Halo. Uh, and talked about how, you know, technically these games are like a 2D experience and they want to take them to like this 3D um, 3D world and, and make it its own experience to where you can put yourself in there. They talked about how they'd kind of been working with it with Minecraft. They had that, uh, they showed off that Minecraft uh, like AR, um, VR kind of experience. They... What was that? A couple years ago, they showed off kind of that that headset. Yeah, that, that was concept. on HoloLens. We yeah, all thought that was going to be yeah. the HoloLens killer app. Which, uh, but no, they never kind of, off, right? yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of never went anywhere. But they say they are working on that. They didn't give too many details. It was it was pretty vague. Uh, no timetables or or you know concrete plans. But of course, they just said you know Halo Flight Sim. Micro or uh, Minecraft, and I know that they've what well, with PC you can use 
um, VR headsets on Flight Sim. I believe it's it's actually compatible already. Yeah. So, but I can gosh. see a Thieves being one of those at some point. They've really taken off with that. It seems. Oh yeah, that would probably be a good one. Mm-hmm. Gosh, could you imagine trying to capture the flag in VR on Halo? Oh. No, it's me, oh, me puking, just me puking and laying in bed for three hours trying to get down from whatever oh. high I was up. I watched somebody, a uh, friend of the Joe, friend of the Joe, friend of the show, Jeremy sent me a. Somebody had wrangled some sort of 3D mod into the Warthog run at the end of Halo Three, where like all the plates are crashing and the Sentinels are shooting you and all that shit. And it was just a video, like I couldn't. I was hoping it would be one of those freeform ones, like where I could put the headset on and look around. But instead, you're just watching them record their their VR experience, and it was like, oh my god, because. <laughs> And it was full. I mean, it was fully rendered. It was the whole Warthog run. And he was, uh, Jeremy calls him the monster. He was the arbiter on the back. So he's like, look around. It's just, oh God, it was nauseating. But I, I would actually try that, you know, as like a, a rush of blood type thing, you know, where it's on, on rails and you could just go through it. No, we no rush of blood, man. Fuck rush of blood. Rush of blood is scary as shit, though. That shit fucking ghost is in my face. I'm like, no. I stopped after that. I was like, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm not. I love horror games, but the thing's fucking there staring at me. And I'm like, it knows I'm there. And I'm like, well, fuck. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen at this point. So. Ghost in my face. I got that great clip of Russell screaming at him. when He, cause, you he know, kept going. At least he kept going. He's he like, did. But it, I watched I watched the man cower. I watched him cower in fear. It took him down. It, it took some years off his soul. It's, it, I, I don't know. That wasn't that so scary, bad. though. Yeah, man. It's the way it. Man, I just can't do it when they're staring in my face. Yeah, Brand, <laughs> it's the way it like draws you off. You know, you have to shoot something off to the side, and then they yeah. bring you back, and it's there. And it's just that that realization of being. He was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> I know I've showed Cesar. Brand, have you ever seen that clip? Yeah. Okay. It's like a. Man. It's like. That's what, my guess is if I was in like the Ghostbusters <laughs> world, that's what I would happen when if I saw like a real ghost in front of me. Yes. I, For Luigi's Mansion. I don't know. They're they're kind of cartoony. The Luigi's Mansion ones. Yeah. But you would it's look like, cartoony some buff too. Some fast ghost is coming at me. I'm just gonna be. I'm probably just die laughing if they get me. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? Go away with yourself. Now if some like regular sized lady staring at me with like half her face, I'm like, all right. <laughs> It's kind of worst camera mother. I hope you got me. This can't be real. Then I'm running like I'm running like hell. So <laughs> in in your headset, right. <laughs> yeah, to the wall. <laughs> That's how it goes. It destroys him. They'll find me like uh, two weeks later with the VR headset on. The ghost is still staring at me. Uh, Geist, Geist was your game. You're playing Geist on the GameCube in the in VR on Oculus. That's your title. Has anybody played Geist? Yeah. Is it uh, good? Um I don't know, it's been so long. I mean, it was like that um Nintendo that, was that their person their Halo. They're like they're supposed to be like their version of Halo is what they were they marketed as. Not everybody can make a kill zone Halo killer. <laughs> <laughs> Not anyone should make a kill zone. You look on the back of the box is what it says, sir. I didn't say it was right, I just saying that's what that's how it was sold to us. On Geister kill zone. Kill zone. I don't think yes. Geist ever advertised that. No, 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 no. I know Killzone did because I had to sell Killzone. Oh, man, I was so hyped for Hayes, Brent. You mentioned that. That was my team. Free Radical was my jam, man. I loved everything they made. 
and then it just fell flat. Like I don't think I've ever yeah. even played it. No, it's uh the only advertiser is Take Possession. Take Possession. <laughs> Take Possession. Who made that one? What studio within Nintendo? Do you remember? Uh, it was in space. I don't think it was a Nintendo studio. It was, uh, it? it was uh, second party, third party. For, yeah. For Nintendo. I mean, this was like my shit, man. It's like, it's got the the weird cartoony graphics of back in the day of the 3D models. Stream it. Stream it. Stream yourself playing, guys. Cesar, this is your chance. Absolutely not. I'm going to open it up and there's no disc in here. No, there's one. Okay. It's going to be like your Tales of Symphony all over again. I finally rectified that. I'm good. You got this finally? Yeah, I have a spare copy of this too. If anybody needs one, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get just one disc. I had to get both. It was like some GameStop sale. I don't know where that disc is at. I don't know where it could have gotten off to. I probably you're gonna find it like jammed in some Wii somewhere. You're like, oh, I remember that time I started playing it. It's gonna be like Wii number forty-five, <laughs> the left-hand closet of your hallway. GameCube six. Yeah. Not you, GameCube six. I didn't suspect you. Yeah, damn it, GameCube 6. I've been looking for you this whole time. I had to buy a second copy. And what am I going to do with two copies of Tales of Symphonia? What would I do? Play them both at the same time, I would. System Link? Yeah. The, with the broadband adapter? Just play with yourself with Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> uh, speaking of playing with oneself, uh, Sony now <laughs> uses PlayStation PC label for its PC games. Uh, this is new branding. comes from The Verge. Sony's been getting serious about PC this year. Sony's PlayStation games on Steam are now published by PlayStation PC LLC instead of PlayStation Mobile. Uh, forum posters at Reset Era, of course, noticed the change yesterday, and it appears the PlayStation PC company was formed earlier this year. So, of course, those games are Horizon Zero Dawn, Days Gone, Brant's all-time favorite game of all time. Brant uh, is gone. gone. That I've never played. <laughs> Brant is gone. <laughs> you haven't played Days Gone, Brant? No, I need to. Don't show us Dude. your sealed copy because we know you have it on the uh, PlayStation just, 5 cla- just, um, instant just, collection. No, it's not sealed anymore. Just uh, advertise your adventure of Days Gone on Twitter and just wait for the hate to come. <sighs> Specifically <laughs> oh, the PC one. Yeah, when the hate comes, then say it's actually, oh, my bad, I meant the PC one. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this game is so beautiful. Oh, yeah, my, the PC one that lets me run in uh, ultra-wide 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what is actually the bit that we did with Days Gone? I, I thought you played it. Weren't you playing it like every no, he, week? He, he had bought it, and he was like, oh, and then because he had, we saw Days Gone in the background in his old place. That's what it was. Kept pointing out Days Gone. I just kept, kept going out Days, Days Gone. Gone. You would just grab it. That's what it was. Yeah. Then, and then you have your background of Days Gone at one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Days Gone. Yep. Oh, God, that was, that was a derailment. Uh, Sony's also bringing God of War to PC on January 14th, and they remastered Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection at some point in 2022. Uh, the Richard Collection. Yeah, that is the Uncharted Richard Collection. That's all the ones I have not played. I have beat all the other Uncharted games. I need and, to uh, beat... They'll have, have a quote from Richard on the back. Finally, it's time for me to shine. <laughs> yep. and it's like I waited. Collection. Yeah, waited yep. perfectly. Pissed on these last generation because I knew they didn't run right. And you're going to play them on PC. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it on PS5, play it on PC. <laughs> I, w- I wish there was a cross-buy option type thing, but... I think they're going to end up looking into that. That's coming down the road, I'm sure. As uh, this, I think this is part of that step as this PC foothold really takes on. They're they're going to. I know what's going to happen, man. They're going to come out with their their Game Pass bullshit, but they're waiting to the point where they can charge sixty dollars a month for it. That's when they'll jump in. Include PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus, all that stuff. 
I mean, they would do something comparable. I think they would do something comparable to Game Pass and actually get you know better games. It's just they, they're not gonna, they can't afford doing it for fifteen dollars on Microsoft could. They they, they got to wait till the competition gets up to like sixty bucks and then they can jump in. That's just me. That's how I feel about it. At that point, they're yeah. like, all right, now we're getting in because we can do sixty dollars a month just on Game Pass, you know. Or buy up some more studios that are just for those, you know, like Microsoft has these people churning out Game Pass games that are just like, you know, Sony Pass Game Pass studios time will tell interesting yeah. generation already we're we're a year in i saw with the xbox came out yesterday i think the ninth as of this recording so it's been out a year I the, 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 the most important things you saw that uh somebody had joe almost jailbreaking the ps5 you saw that it's two. getting close yeah two people have actually and they, they saw i think they said that uh what was a ps3 and ps2 games might be playable on there Ooh. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, I, I was reading the article when it broke down on there, and somebody said they might have found a way to, to boot those up from disk on there and run them on there somehow. Using, now uh, I'm interested. Now using uh, some jailbroken software. So Now I'm interested. I just saw the being able to hack it and the run de- well, I think One was the debug menu, debug. and then somebody went into the actual coding in the machine, and yeah. he thinks he can find a way to, to run those games. So. Or run software that can at least run those games. So, uh, the rest of the article is just Herman Hulse and Jim Ryan quotes about PlayStation being their best place, best place to play, and that games will come to consoles, but uh, they will be looking at the PC market. Is, is it just the the? We're just going to go ahead and do the office space picture for that conversation. Too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Jim Jim Ryan does note the cost of making games goes up with each cycle as the caliper of the IP has improved. Mm, that's bold. Also, our ease of making it available to non console non console owners has grown. That's a fair point too. Yeah. That Steam, you know, putting stuff on Steam is is easier than ever now. So it's a fairly straightforward decision for us to make. Why wouldn't they? We I think we were arguing for that when they first announced this. Well, you, they're not using that bullshit special architect PC uh, consoles anymore, like the weird ass the motion engine and all that stuff like this is pc based stuff so it probably doesn't take much to port it over it's like they that's why they buy up those pc teams it's probably a small team of like 20 people to support that shit over so are there any next gen ps5 games yet no there's none yet for pc that that would use that like this the special ssd or anything like that i don't believe yeah i don't i don't think they've done anything that's been like it's not we haven't had like ratchet and clank or returnal on pc yet i guess that would yeah. be the test yeah those were the I, I was trying to think of the two that those are the two that pushed it the hardest aren't they i know yeah. ratchet and clank was one of them all right somebody tell us about this marvel game partnership via gamatsu one of our marvel experts so this is um, marvel expert brant mckee yeah brant did you watch eternals brant no, I've I've heard that it's kind of a mess. It's actually not that bad. I was really? coming in expecting shit, and I enjoyed it. The third act is kind of it falls apart towards the end. It's not. Yeah. It's definitely not. It's, it's one of the lower tier Marvel ones, but I've actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I uh, figured with as many characters as they as they had, especially being brand new characters, not established mm-hmm. at least within the universe, that it would be a little harder to introduce and juggle all of them. In uh, I, I, an introduction I, I, movie. 
I will say it, they did a pretty good job, and it's because I think it's because of the filmmaker in there. And I don't want to derail too much on the Marvel shit, but the filmmaker in there, she did a pretty good job because, like, the way that the movie starts, you start on the beginning where the whole team is together, and then you start out into the future when they're all apart, and it kind of like they cross over as, as you go through these different timelines, and it jumps back and forth the present day into the past as they go through, and you see them slowly get apart in the past, and you see you see them slowly getting together in the future. It's a nice uh, touch. That's cool. Um. But it's it's definitely, I, I don't, you know, it's definitely one of the lower tier ones. I enjoyed it though. I, the ending kind of falls away for me. But gotcha. every character, even the characters they introduce in the mid credit scene and in the ending credit scene, are all new. Hmm. No existing characters. They all went new with everything. It's, it was is refreshing. It's not As that a, bad. I come in, I came in expecting shit. And I just went in there and just watch it, and it, I was. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was it was better than I thought. It was pleasantly guess, surprised. Yeah. 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 As a as a casual fan, do I know any of the characters in there? And, and believe it or not, Richard, this is probably one of the ones if you were not worried about any of the other bullshit that happened in the other Marvel movies, so kind of like how you went and watched Black Panther. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that movie. You're you're coming in fresh. You don't have to worry about knowing any backstory for anybody else in other movies. It just you come in and just you get a new experience with Marvel characters. So, yeah. but God, I love Black Panther. <laughs> so I, good. I, I'm sure you would be okay just waiting until it comes on Disney Plus and just streaming it. So, gotcha. So. I mean, Shane oh. Chi's gonna be on Disney Plus Friday, so. Oh wow! Is that another one I can I jump right soon. into? Shane Chi, Shane Chi's really good, man. That's another one you can uh, you can kind of get in there. There's a the mid credit scene has some um, previous Marvel characters you haven't seen yet since you haven't seen in the newer movies. Mm-hmm. So, but whether or not that's gonna make a difference to you or not, it's a credit it, scene. It's after the movie. Yeah, you can basically watch up to the credits it. and just be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just that's can't all wait you have to do. But Shang Chi is December. really, really fucking good, man. It's really good. <laughs> What's in December, Brant? Spider Man. Ah, the long-awaited Spider Man. Ah, Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> and, and you see, they keep leaking photos from that movie, man. I was like, Kevin Feige's gonna find somebody, man. <laughs> we, still, back. we still don't know who uh, the who's the final person in the Sinister Six. So they, they have shown they confirmed everybody in the movie poster, but the sixth person. So. Yeah, and they're it's across the Spider Verses, right? Basically, all the different Pretty movies much. and such. They leaked the photo with all the Spider Men together, so like I said, it's been leaking. So, uh, so on to the game side of things. Yes, uh, Skydance. We talk games here. Skydance, uh, new media, triple uh, A interactive division of Skydance Media, helmed by the amazing. Amy Hennig, mm-hmm. uh, which was, of course, the Known series for writer the on Legacy Uncharted King. and no, Legacy, of Kane. <laughs> Legacy of Kane. Uh, Star Wars 1313, the great game. Yeah. The greatest that game I've ever, never ever will played. Get, ever. Oh, I'm sure that game was just phenomenal, and we'll never, we'll never know. We'll never there'll know. Be, there'll be a clip somewhere. Somebody will have a walkthrough. I mean, watch Disney it. don't... LucasArts don't make games anymore, so who, who knows? They're going to be like, here's what we have... Some team wants to do something with it, have at it. And they just hire some of the old, you know, some of the people from the original team in there, maybe. So, I mean, we're getting but, nice at the old public remake. Oh, and Duke Nukem Forever finally came out. So, yeah, there's we don't, no we don't talk about Duke Nukem Forever, man. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they announced a partnership with Marvel Entertainment to develop a narrative driven blockbuster action adventure game featuring an original story and take on the Marvel universe. So 
other than that, we know absolutely nothing. Um, but Amy Hennig uh, makes awesome, awesome uh, first-person narratives. I mean, she just given with shit. with the Uncharted and uh, Legacy of the Kane series, and um, I've big, been a big fan of hers um, for a while. And she never disappoints. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see where they go, who they who they choose, um, because I mean we've already got <laughs> Spider Man um, with Spider-Man. Sony and uh, Venom's coming in with the new game. Uh, we Peter and Miles over there, um, Square uh, with uh, Ida. Sm- what is it? What was it? Uh, Eidos Montreal just finished up Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, that's been getting a lot of praise. So I think we're we're about to see some some really good superhero games. Yeah, they're hitting their stride. Spider-Man. I love that Spider-Man game. I love that, fuck, oh. that first Spider-Man game. So damn good, man. <laughs> Jesus, both both of those, man. That first one was was so good. Miles was a um is a was a good pretty much like stopgap game. It it just left me wanting more. And then once they released that trailer for the Teaser for the for next, next game, mm-hmm. I was like, man, it's on. As soon as that next game is gonna be so damn good. Dude, it, yeah, I mean, what was it like? But it's, it's gonna be a while, like twenty twenty three or something like that. Yeah, we gotta wait. But I I'm like my coworker. I'm like my coworker at work where he's like. So excited, man! Just got to survive another two years. It's like that's all he. Survive. That's all he ever talks about. I've known him for like five or six years. I worked with him, and he's always like, "I just hope I live long enough to see the end of One Piece, and I can call it a life after that." That's all he's telling me. He's like, "Make it to the end I, of I One Piece." I, sh- I, show, I showed him an article like yeah, I told him that we that, that uh, Oda said we're in the final arc of One Piece, and he's like, "Oh no, I might make it, man! I might make it." <laughs> that's a daunting dream, though. That's a long ways out. Well, not now. If you start. At issue one now, it's a long ways out, but he's probably caught up, right? He st- yeah, he stays on top of it. I mean, he, we got one of our coworkers on there to start watching One Piece, and he uh, through the pandemic when it started, and I think he's up to like episode six hundred. He blew, he blew through him. I think he, he's the one I mentioned on here before. He's he's the one that's got like four kids, so he's been yeah. watching it. So I looked up uh, Amy Hennig real quick, and I forgot that she was a lead artist on um, uh, Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City. Back in the day <laughs> for Super Nintendo. And did that get a Genesis port or was it just. Nope, it's just Super I don't Nintendo. Remember that. Yeah. You've never played Chaos in the Windy City? No. A this Genesis a version game? was planned but never released. This is not the basketball game? It's the basketball game. It's bad. Yeah, this is the Michael Jordan one. It's like a Shaq Fu esque. Shaq Fu. You know the Shaq Fu reference. And then I, I, she's. Well, I have Shaq Fu on PS4. I continue to dream, so. No. Oh. Hell yeah, man! Uh, it's like four ninety nine. I'll buy anything for four ninety nine. She's also working on Forspoken, that game that they've been showing off for about a year uh, or so. I forgot she was part of that, along with Gary Witta. I think, I think it's going to be a solid game. Feature is Forsaken. Yep. All right, carry on. Is that it? Is that it for that's, that story? Yeah, that's about it. There's, yeah, there's a not a lot with that. Couple quotes, and uh, you can check those out on Gamatsu and send Sourmano some more traffic. Maybe we're taking his traffic with our dozens of listens. Send go, him some love. Go support old Sal and watch that dude drive that taco truck on DoorDash. 
watch that whole ad like me and Brant did all the way to the end. <laughs> it goes places. <laughs> uh, I did not get that one. I now I got the for me I got the HBO Max from Mortal Kombat and Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, that sounds cool. Why didn't I get the cool commercial? I got the get. I can now I got one for the office because somehow I'm talked about the office now. Show me an office. Oh yeah, for, it knows you. Yeah. And then I got the one with uh, Dune now for HBO Max. Dune's a good fucking movie, man. Dune was solid. Y- you love uh, Annihilation. It's the same director. No, not different director. It's similar to that same style. So. Okay. Not saying it's a different director. My bad. He this is the same director who did uh, the second Blade Runner, and um, he also did. Um, oh, my brain doesn't work as well. The one with Jeremy Runner and um, Amy Adams. I forgot what it was called. That was a good ass fucking movie, man. Uh yeah, they adapt. It's not adaptation. God, I could see the cover of the movie. It's all it's language. The they one with the to, like the tacos, the squids. They have to communicate through language. Yeah. Arrival or rival, rival, arrival. Is that's that it? it. Yeah. yeah, that was a good cool. fucking movie, man. I Annihilation was amazing. Annihilation was <laughs> a good still, movie too. Man. I still think about Annihilation. That was fucked up. You still need to watch the first one. Didn't I give you a Ex Machina? Yes. That's the same yep. director as Annihilation. Just there. watch Ex Machina. You just gotta be careful. There's like nudity everywhere, but it's good though. Okay, we need to check that one out. I gotta, I gotta warn you guys because you got kids now. I mean, you know, yeah. I, it, there's nudity all up in that movie, so it, I don't think there's any weird stuff. It's just they were like androids; they don't care about clothing, so it's like they're just uh, whatever reason they were just walking around nude sometimes. So it's just what they have, what they were. They've been doing it since Terminator on. One, since the '80s, man. That's what they did. Every android does that, so. We're pretty deep into, we're actually back on a TV kick somehow. We do this every five years, it seems. But we're going through Foundation on Apple TV+, Plus, which is incredible. No and then War of the Worlds. Oh, Foundations is so good. Oh, War of the Worlds was great, too, last summer on Epics. There's a second season of that one, and I haven't checked that one out yet. And then we're catching up on Stranger Things. Uh, someone finally convinced her to watch Stranger Things. So she watched the whole first season. I had seen it. I guess when I got my first 4K TV, I was watching it. And then, so now we're on season two. We're gonna, we're gonna. You're finally going through. No more of the Russell coming in and trying to force you to watch it before you're ready. A uh, friend of the show, Russell, forced her to watch it, and she actually really decided she really enjoyed it. And I'm like, really? I've been trying to get it's you good. to watch this for years. It's, it's really awesome. good. The only one that was iffy for me was the second season. Is that the one where they did that backdoor pilot with the the random girl? Uh, we're on episode oh. three of season two so careful brant brant knows what i'm talking about i'm not naming any names brant should yeah. know what i'm talking about it, it if you when you watch it richard it's like it was like one of those like oh this could be a spinoff type situations because it's like weirdly placed in the towards the end of the season oh really that's where it kind of went weird for me and it's like uh and then they never made a spinoff of it because i think they were trying to do a backdoor spinoff off a, a certain character you'll see it Okay, they were trying to build up a. Uh, You'll see it immediately because uh, you can recognize. Uh, I recognize first. those streets because they were all. They filmed that whole episode in, in Atlanta, even though they're not in Atlanta. Because I recognize all the streets in Atlanta as they were going through it. So. Yeah. Oh, I watched one scene. They were in the back of Stockbridge High School, and that's where I was playing. I played baseball there for like three years, and I'm looking at it like I think my car was parked in the exact same spot where that car is at now. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! I know where that's at. Pretty close to all of us. All right, that's my TV minute. Um, games with games gold. With gold. Yeah, let's go through them. November's gold, golden games. Uh, these are not great. <laughs> uh, one of them is a Genesis game. This is the Genesis episode. All right. Mm, uh, that, I think it's the remake, though. I don't. Oh, even yeah, think it's, it's the Genesis one. Yeah, it's the remake of that, but at it, it, its core, it's the Genesis game, right? Or did they? Is it like totally changed up? I know it's, it's re- been a minute. I don't remember. 
but God. we are talking about uh, moving out, which will be available November first to thirtieth. Kingdom Kingdom Two Crowns available November sixteenth to December fifteenth. Uh, the game which we were actually talking about, Rocket Knight, <laughs> just uh, as classic. Moving November first uh, through the fifteenth, and Lego Batman Two. Genesis Classic, uh, DC Lego Superheroes. Batman 2. <laughs> Genesis Sorry, Classic. Lego, Lego Batman 2 is really good. Yeah, that one's that one's pretty decent. Original yeah. Rockin' Knight is better. This is, I don't know what this is. And I, when I look at Deadlands, I just wants me to play... Um... So the image at the top has Deadlands, but the article has uh, Kingdom 2 Crowns. What gives? It's, a, it's that expansion that... Uh, I, I wanna... Oh, Deadlands is the expansion for that? Yeah, because it uses uh, what's that fucking game that uh that we kickstarted? The Castlevania spinoff, Bloodstain. Yeah, Bloodstain. If you look on here, the main character for Bloodstain's on that cover. It's like a crossover uh, with Bloodstain. Is she the new Shovel Knight? She just is everywhere, Miriam. Sure. Oh yeah, it does look like her. Yeah. What the hell is Kingdom Two Crowns? Build your kingdom and explore new lands in Kingdom Two Crowns. Play the role of a monarch atop their trusty steed and protect your realm from the forces of the greed. You'll enjoy exploring medieval lands, dark realms, and feudal Japan in a beautiful pixel art setting with micro strategy elements. You you forgot transactions at the end. <laughs> micro strategy transaction. Uh, micro transaction strategy elements. <laughs> Somebody uh, accidentally leaked out what they were doing in there. Rocket Knight, the fan favorite hero from the classic Sega era Sparkster series, comes home after 15 years to find the kingdom of Zephyrus in shambles. Use your wits and trusty rocket pack to defeat the menacing wolf army threatening his people. And moving out, begin your career as a furniture arrangement and relocation technician or fart. No task is too dangerous for your company. Smooth moves. As you attempt to save the town from furniture peril, play solo or with up to four friends in this ridiculous physics-based moving simulator. I think that might be the highlight. I think people were talking yeah. about that when it first came out. Yeah, that's like uh, Lego overcooked, Batman. but with moving. Yeah. Grabbing furniture and trying to shove it out of building or then into a truck. and It's what, it's what, it's what everybody wants in a video game form. It's uh, moving shit. So. Yeah. yeah, it's my favorite thing to do. Oh, Bless you. Oh. I make for good podcast material. He's yeah, allergic well to bad games uh, with gold. I'm allergic to this podcast. I have to leave. Uh, moving out is available all month, November first through thirtieth, as well as uh, nope. Uh, Kingdom Two Crowns is November sixteenth through December fifteenth. Rocket Knight is November first through fifteenth, and Lego Batman Two Superheroes, DC Superheroes, is November sixteenth through thirtieth. Their stuff is so confusing. How it's. Uh, should just be start to finish like PlayStation does. Uh, coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. There's a whole bunch of shit. Uh, Minecraft, Hava, and Bedrock Editions, November 2nd. Unpacking. Yes. Unpacking. That sounds like what we just described. They're, they're, they're keeping the fucking Java still working for uh, Minecraft, and it barely works on most other devices. So. <laughs> Been removed <laughs> from everything else. Uh, security, it takes... It's a security risk unless you're in Minecraft. So Yeah. It Takes Two, that's a pretty big one. That comes uh, to Game Pass via EA Play. That is a co-op adventure from um, Joseph Fares, our uh, Oscar... Middle finger guy, that's all I remember. (laughs) Middle finger Oscar guy. (laughs) Hey, the Keeleys are coming up. We might see him again. You saw that there's going to be like 
50 game announcements? 30 to 50? Oh, gosh. I love the Keeleys. That's going to be a hell of a show after the, after I can't, the Keeleys. I'm old, man. I'm fucking old. I can't do Let's that go. show up to 1, 1 a.m. Watch it together as I sound like well, a robot. There's already too much stuff coming out next February. We don't need everything, more stuff in February. I want everything to come out every, one day in February. I want 28 <laughs> new games in February. I want one game a day. They used to do this back in the day. We would have like eight new releases on one day, and it's like, sure, I guess everyone picked this one. And uh, somebody, will tra- somebody will train a new copies of the game before it came out to you. Yes, every time, with no case. <laughs> two on Xbox, two it's on PS2, like, two on GameCube, and two on PS. Whatever y'all, y'all maximum limit was, right? Yep. <laughs> no case. I'm like, sure, yeah, let's go. Here's your cash. Uh, kill it with fire is a first-person action action game about hunting spiders and causing collateral damage. <laughs> Football that, manager. That game's pretty fun, man. Kill, Kill with fire. Mm. You tried it's it like, out. It's cartoony, and you got to go in as an exterminator, and you have to like, uh, you have to check different areas, and like they give you different shit. So it's like you can use like a, a blowtorch or different weapons to kill these spiders, and like I guess all these spiders are from like Australia and New Zealand because they're poisonous fuck, and they'll fuck you up, man. So it's like you have to. It's like there's points in there like yeah I'm not doing this anymore I just walk out the house and just left and leave infested so like it's, it's pretty fun man it's not that bad it's a good time I don't it's know if I arachnophobia simulator but I don't know arachnophobia is a I mean I don't think John Goodman's in Killer with Fire but he's definitely John Goodman, not arachnophobia so <laughs> <laughs> uh, football manager football manager Xbox edition. yes that's where I always want to live the Xbox edition hell yeah man. Here's a big one, Forza Horizon 5. I'll be speaking on this a little bit later. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the Definitive Edition, November 11th, which we just found out that whole collection has 99% of the music tracks, I think is what it breaks down to. Yeah. So the thing we were dreading the most, uh, almost all the music tracks are in there. It's missing Michael Jackson. Or oh, There were two other artists, I think, that were not in there. I was surprised that the Michael Jackson one's not a Sony exclusive since Sony owns that music catalog for Michael Jackson. So that's got to be hard to license, though. I would think. I would think that's up there with the Beatles. I mean, Sony bought it from his estate, so I think they own it all for however long they own it. So right, but it's still like an. I would assume it's still an expensive license yeah. to get added to. I mean, it's just it's just going to be them writing a check to themselves. That's all they're doing. Like, and it just offsets. Yeah, but not for <laughs> these other versions. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's why I'm surprised it wasn't a Sony exclusive and they just touted it. Oh, we got the exclusive Michael Jackson song. Yeah, this comes from NME. Uh, here are the songs missing from the GTA, the trilogy. Ozzy Osbourne, Kate Bush, and Michael Jackson are among the artists not returning. Damn, so that Ozzy is Osbourne. Uh, Bark at the Moon. I was about to say, it's got to be Bark at the Moon. I remember that one in there. Here we go. Ozzy Osbourne, Bark at the Moon, Kate Bush, Wow, Michael Jackson, Billie Jean, which is a big one because that's when you first jump on the bike on Vice City. It's an awesome moment. Lionel Richie, Running with the Night, Herbie oh, Hancock's... Oh, not Lionel Richie, man. You can't take away my Motown. Herbie Hancock's Rocket, uh, Africa, Bombata, plus the Soul Sonic Force, Looking for the Perfect Beat. Michael Jackson, oh, Want to Be Started in Something. Rap songs, man. Get out of here. Sieg Sieg Sputnik, Love Missile, F-111. Uh, Gary Newman's Cars, that one hurts. Gary Newman and the two-boy army. ABC's Poison Arrow, Anika's Japanese Boy. The Bugles' Video Kill the Radio Star. No! (laughs) Cesar's and Shambles. (laughs) Mute, Block, Unfollow, uh, GTA Trilogy. (laughs) Uh, Joe Jackson's Stepping Out. The Fix is One Thing Leads to Another. And Quiet Riots. Name one Quiet Riot song. 
I don't Come know. on, Gosh. feel the noise. Feel, yeah, feel the noise. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, feel the noise. Oh, wait a minute. That's just Vice City. Okay, there's a whole oh, other Lord. list. There's an even longer list for San Andreas. I'm not doing no, this. No, is Tupac still in there? Tupac's got to be in there. Tupac's out? You know what Tupac said to San Andreas soundtrack? I don't give a fuck. Ugh. Uh, no Tupac, no NWA, no Ozzy Osbourne, no Rage Against oh. the Machine, Ooh. no James Brown, no Tom oh. Petty, no Running Down a Dream, no Joe Cocker, no f- Fatback Band, no George Clinton. Oh, wait, this is actually pretty drastic. I'm, I'm yeah. upset now. Dang. I still have the definitive. I was going to say, edition. those are some hard hits right there. Yeah, the Tom Petty one kills. That's just, ah. It's okay, I, man. I don't know. We, we all got Spotify. We got all Apple Music. Unless and we all have Switch. versions of this on PS2 and Xbox. <laughs> yeah. You have no I mean, way you can't, to pull a in game. So you can't play those games while, or you can't play the radio while streaming anyway. So yeah, if, if anybody's planning to stream the music or Band stream hammer. the games, yeah, you can't really experience the radio. All right, one step from Eden for console and PC. Uh, in case you missed it, there's like three other things: Project Wingman, Backbone, Moon Glow Bay. There's some DLC updates and game updates uh, for Forza, Battlefield. Just skip down to the leaving. Oh, Battlefield has uh, 10 full hours. I might try that because I wasn't impressed with that beta. Uh, your perks, Discord Nitro, Apex Legends. All right, leaving November 15th, Final Fantasy 8 HD, Planet Coaster, Star Renegades, Streets of Rogue. The Gardens Between and River City Girls. So play all of those before November 15th or buy them now and get 20% off. All right. Uh, who wants to do our PlayStation Plus titles? Uh, that's actually a good month, too. Is it? One of those is awesome, but I, I would say it. one of those is decent, but <laughs> I think that I other one's about... kind of a sleep hit, too. All right. We'll just do... Uh, oh, the VR report. stuff. The VR stuff's a big deal. Oh, that, oh yeah, that's that's true. Uh, PlayStation blog, they listed from Adam Mitchell, I guess, our, our three main regular uh, November monthly games is Knockout City, uh, mm-hmm. which has had that huge content update. Uh, I forgot what it was called. What it's did that come out free on before? Was that a Game Pass title? Well, it was... I think it... It might have been... Was it Switch that oh, had, everybody? like... Everybody got it free or was for, it like, everybody? or something? Well, no. It was, like, free up to level... 20 or something like that you could just you play it so i don't know man that thing's kind of falling away is it anybody, was popular it, when it came out but is you it know, just one of those things that we've lost track of but people are actually playing it i haven't seen it streaming I seen anywhere on but, it yeah yeah um you got the among us wannabe first class trouble that one's on ps4 and ps5 natively i think uh knockout city is ps4 but you can play it on ps5 but it's a ps4 game Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kingdoms of uh, Amalar Re-Reckoning on PS4. Uh, yes. That got it. Did that get a next-gen update at some point? Maybe this will push it through if it hasn't. Um, in your VR titles, you have uh, the Persistence uh, on VR, which uh, also entitles you to the PS5 version. Uh, just FYI, so when you download the VR one, go in there and claim the PS5 version. I heard that was a VR. great game. I haven't yep. played that one. Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which is also I heard a good that game. was a great game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Into You Fall uh, was also on PSVR, which uh, I heard was not that bad of a game. So it's a hack and slash roguelite. Oh, uh, so 
it's probably just me puking after two hours. So, <laughs> uh, as you look at your heroes top down, I I just want the I just want the sword on online thing where I'm, they just jacked my brain into uh, whatever online thing is. That's what I want. So, I would accept this. I just don't want it where uh, I die in game. I die in real life. Like the Matrix. Sure, if you wanted to go with that. I don't know how you die in the Matrix, but watch the film The Matrix and you'll see people die. Hey, I don't remember. I don't remember how they die. That's what I'm saying. Like I see them die in the real <laughs> world. I don't know how uh, affects them in the real world. Fatally, fatally died. I, I know Sword on Online. I know a Sword on Online. It fries your brain when you die. So, what happens to you in that one? It fries your brain when you die. Oops. Physically? Yeah, yeah. When you die in game, you die in real life. It fries your brain. Do you know you what's happening in there? Huh? Is it Kentucky Fried or like? Um, no, you know what's happening because you die in game. You feel the pain. Ugh. That VR headset, you feel everything. It's dark. All right, on to happier things. Let's wrap it up with your PlayStation <laughs> Now titles for November. Some pretty good ones in here. Uh, you have Mafia Definitive Edition, Celeste, Final Fantasy IX, the last of the PlayStation 1 era Final Fantasies, and Totally Reliable Delivery Service. Sounds like another uh, moving out and overcooked. It looks like those um, those characters on screen was like were those uh, toys we had in the 80s, like those overly plump characters. Yes. You know what uh, I'm talking my about, right? Had some of them. They had little holes in the bottom that you could sit yeah. them down in trucks and stuff. Oh, gosh. What are we they? all had it at some point in our childhoods, man. Oh, yeah. Brant's kid did, too, they, I think. They weren't just like little people. It was it's like, um, it's like, it's like Fisher-Price bullshit. Yeah. Right? It's Fisher-Price, but are they Weevils? Is that what they're called? I don't know why that. I don't know why I can remember that bullshit, but I forgot what Bloodstain was called. So, because <laughs> I don't think you or Richard really played much of it. You I just regret kickstarting it. My name's in the credits somewhere. If you slow it down, so. What are those things? I have to know now. Little people. That's what they're called. They were right? little people. They're just called yeah. little people. Yeah. They got the little round hole in the bottom, and you could put them in fire trucks and stuff on their feet. Clarify feet. It's a family podcast. Can't say round hole in the bottom. (laughs) Round hole in the bottom? (laughs) Round hole in the feet? Holes in the feet. It's a family podcast, damn it. Oh, God. (laughs) Get away with Mario Seed, but not hole in the feet. Hell yeah, man. Mario Seed's a true story. That's I gave you all the fucking lore before the thing started about Mario (laughs) Mario Seed. Mario Seed is not in the episode, so you have to join us for the preamble. You have to join us for pre-show to know what the (laughs) true Mario Seed that uh, Cesar Spitting is. Yeah, Miyamoto laid the Mario seed <laughs> while I was two years old in Walt Disney World trying to experience whatever was there. And then Mario was born a year later. Same time. The timelines match up. Yep. The crossover. Yep. Mario and Luigi seed. That's your episode. It's just like you were telling us with uh, Eternals. <laughs> how Eternals flash forwards yep. and goes backwards. Yep. Mario and Luigi seed. That's your time. Mm. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> First, you got Mario and Luigi Dream Partners, and then you got Mario and Luigi Seed. <laughs> you got it's Mario and Luigi Inside Bowser's Stores. <laughs> oh, God, no. Bowser's Inside Stores. No, not the Mario Seed Inside Bowser story. And then you got Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. <laughs> Post-Seedage. Mario Party Seed. 
Oh no! Dear God, some of those games probably releases Mario Seed, Odyssey. Yeah, Mario, Mario Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, there you go. That's probably the best one. Yeah. Oh, Cesar, you have to play the whole Seedology to get the the lore, the lore. with everything. And by then, it's like just Miyamoto singing in a chair and talking to me about how he created the Mario Seed. <laughs> As Donkey Kong stands in front of the door, waiting for his turn. Yeah. <laughs> at that point i know i would be dead i'm like i must be dead there's no way this is really happening not even a bad dream i don't even think that's a dream that why would if that's a dream i'm checking myself in somewhere i'm like <laughs> dude there's something wrong with me nobody dreams this uh, no sane person right hell no all right we're almost an hour in let's go because i got some games to talk about let's go uh the family was playing luigi's mansion together on gamecube we beat it yay we, that, that might be the first game my kids have rolled credits on. And I say rolled wow. credits because we all sat around and watched my brother play, <laughs> which was a blast. And he totally ate it up. And, uh, Brant, you had mentioned the ghosts. I told him about it. I was like, you know, we started playing this. Brant started playing it. I was like, he got to the end. And he was telling me the bullshit parts that I kind of forgot about. But, like, when you're trying to track down some of those boos at the end, and they will literally, you'll find them in a room. They'll go through a wall in, like, two seconds. You walk all the way around to wherever they are. You walk in that room and they go back through the wall or they yeah. go to another one. And it's just like, no. And That's their health like, gets. So most of them that you find, it's like 25 to 30 or sometimes 50 is their health. So, you're, you know, Luigi's trying to drag them down because there's no flashlight. You just have to suck them up. Until you and get to the later ones. They're like 200, 300. I think 300. Were. We didn't do them. We didn't yeah. get all the booze. I think we ended That's, up with 45. Four, 45 booze out of the 50. I told you I had like 47. You were like, go get the, find the last three. I'm like, no, 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 nope, nope. <laughs> I forgot the health. It, it's not just finding them because, you know, your little Luigi, your Game Boy Horror goes off when you find them. It's mm-hmm. the freaking health and this, them running from you because all that's doing is padding the game. That's all it's doing. Yeah. But uh, the final boss kicked our ass multiple times. We had to put down the GameCube and walk away. Bowser's hard as shit. But then it, it just seems like it clicks at a certain point. And then I think that last, when we won it, and it reminded me of me and Cesar's playthrough, when we beat him, we didn't hardly take any damage. Like, it was just this perfect combination of, we got the, you have to suck up the bomb, he shoots out of his head, because it's King Boo, it's not really Bowser. So he th- rolls these bombs at you, and you're going, it changes the camera on you is what fucks you in the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're in between these two uh, lanes of columns, basically. And Bowser can roll these uh, bombs at you. And you have to pull them, suck them up with your vacuum and hit him. So then you have to steer the, the the vacuum and the missile, you know, the bomb missile, in an angle you're not used to. You've never had to do this the whole game to this sort of, you know, precision, I guess. You have to time it right because we kept shooting him through him somehow. It's like, what the fuck? How yeah, because he missed this. That's the thing is he literally has to you have to suck up the bomb and you have to wait for him to do one of two moves where he either goes to breathe fire or he goes to like try and suck, suck you in. Yeah, because that's when he leans thing. over and you can hit him in the head because yeah, otherwise you just, just shoot at it. Yeah, yep. it goes right between his legs. <clears throat> Y'all trying to kill him? Shit, hit him in the head. I guess. I guess because he's Boo. I guess that's how they tie that in together. Yeah. So he's just, he's just a ghost in there. But uh, they love the ending, and we got a little mini mansion. Our mansion was very insignificant. <laughs> we didn't get a lot of dough. Yeah, I got like a rank C, I think it was. Yeah, but they really, I think their favorite part was there's uh, the story kind of guides you along. You start finding bits and pieces of Mario's <laughs> seed. 
you find pieces of Mario's equipment. So you find like his hat and his shoes and his star. And uh, so you bring those to a certain character mm-hmm. who ends up being a boss once you've she's she can see the future and she figure out who the who the items belong to. And she's trying to give you a glimpse of where Louis, uh, Mario was at and stuff like that. So they they totally loved it. We're looking for something similar to that to kind of play through together. So I might be really perusing the the library here to, to find us another one for that. It's kind of turned into like a Saturday thing and we just we just play through a game and they they really enjoy it. They'll run around a little bit, but they don't want to like advance the they want to they don't want to keep going with the story or anything by themselves, but they don't mind kind of getting down with the mechanics and like they'll try to Luigi, you know, he'll try to get the furniture open and stuff like that and and they'll they'll try to get uh money out of the chandeliers and things so they're gonna get there but it's fun all of us as a group it was a blast uh tomorrow as of this recording is the 10th anniversary of one of my all-time favorite games i don't think i ever mentioned it in my lists but as it comes up and anytime i think about it i'm like i fucking love that game and that is of course the elder scrolls 5 skyrim so the all you, there's all it's all you fucking talking about. Get out of here. I love Skyrim, but I, I never I never add it to my list, right? Y'all you, never hear me talk about randomly. It. I don't know. You randomly send videos about deer running in the water. It's like how the fuck does this happen? <laughs> I'm sitting here watching a deer run in the water for two minutes. Because it breaks. Like, it breaks so often. It did that when yeah. you and I were watching it. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. It, that game breaks in the most hilarious ways sometimes. I just, I, I just get to the part where you got to choose the, the the dark side or the light side, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck's happening? And then so uh, starts like five minutes in. You got to get past that because it really doesn't matter. Wake up, bitch! And I'm just all remembering, like, oh, okay, I'm <laughs> up now. I'm like, this is my version of uh, Skyrim. It's been a while since I played it, but um, I played yeah, it on I, every fucking platform available, and then I have can't get past there. So I have yet to beat the story. I'm convinced I'm going to beat the story at some point. I didn't even but, get the VR one where I'm puking in the corner after I choose which clan I should go to or whatever the fuck that is. That's how far you got? You tapped out? Like, oh, oh. Yeah. I think I tried that one briefly and it didn't move like I needed it to. And I was like, nope. Because you that's a game you want to invest hours into. You can't do that in that fucking headset. And so I fired that up. It's on Game Pass. The one coming out tomorrow is called the Anniversary Edition. Uh, long story short, I've been looking everywhere for... Okay, so if you have the special edition, that's what's on Game Pass. Or the special edition is currently out on PS4. I think that's what I put the most hours into out of all my playthroughs. Um, If you have that one, you'll get a native upgrade for PS5 or Xbox Series consoles. And you'll get some of the new stuff. But the anniversary edition is like a lot of creator content and like some new missions and things like that. It looks like it reminds me of a ROM hack because this stuff doesn't, it doesn't seem like Skyrim to me. It seems like the Majora's Mask of Skyrim almost. Cesar, this might be your, it might be your jam. It just seems I'll, like. I'll only, I'll only beat the Dark Zelda games, so. Yeah. It seems like they're using like the same elements in different ways and stuff. So, I mean, th- there's people who have been playing this game for 10 years. I've never beat the campaign and I've put hundreds of hours into this game at this point. But uh, that's there for everybody. And fishing, they added fishing. But what I really want to see is what is that next gen upgrade? It got some sort of patch like for for next gen, the special edition did. But this is like this is going to be a native PS5 Series X, Series yeah. S version of this. And this that's is, this is the one that's behind that twenty dollar paywall, right? So the upgrade for the special edition that will be the will be the next gen edition is not behind the paywall. The paywall is the content. I've watched as many videos as I could to try to figure that out, and that's what I figured out. So I'm good with – I don't need the anniversary edition because it's got all that extra stuff. 
to answer your question, but I think that you still have to pay the money for Xbox, right? To get all that extra content. Yeah. But my my special edition Game Pass copy should tomorrow upgrade to the Series X native version no, of Skyrim. No, I'm probably on that one just the extra content, right? You still pay $20, right? Yes, you can pay on top of the special edition. I'm sorry. There is a path yeah. to victory, as you said. Yep, I'm sorry. Because I, I remember everybody was bitching on Twitter. I was like, how the hell are your Microsoft company been? You're still charging twenty dollars get access and on xbox i think that's what people were bitching about on twitter when i was looking at it. i didn't go much deeper than that that makes sense but they're adding yeah. i mean if you're already a big fan of this game you're gonna pay that twenty dollars to add it to game yeah. pass it's better than paying 50 for the whole game right in the whole thing 50 by itself 50 oh, or 60 no, man. you know how people are yeah so. whatever i'm not it, that's there for some people i'm not interested in that um i actually did start a new save and got about an hour and a half in i'm just i'm a wood elf that's an archer so i'm, I'm playing i'm playing I was waiting for you to say shit. like seven hours in so no i'm not that far in. i got i, I mean, really fired it up to see how it looked yeah that sort of thing and then it sucked me in again i was like oh god here we go and apparently I mean, i've never played this game on an xbox console because i'm getting uh, achievements like left and right like damn so not even not even the the voice controlled one on connect nope I did not Fusro dial on 360. Yeah. I figured you would enjoy that, yeah. I, I, I've never gotten far in... I think I've, I've watched more hours of Elder Scroll games on VTuber channels than I have played myself. And a lot of that shit I've seen there is pretty funny when they go in there. And I think I've told you that one where they... Somebody went and they found some kind of weird prayer circle in front of um, some kind of relic mm-hmm. for part of the missions and everybody was in booty shorts and she was laughing the whole time. I was like, why are they wandering around in booty shorts? <laughs> And she's like, what is happening over here? And it's like, it's just random stuff in that game. And it's, and it's funny, man. It's that, always I so think random. When they were, she was trying to like get thread. And so instead of buying it, she was trying to go and like sneak into somebody's house and steal it. And they would just <laughs> turn around and look at her every time. And she's like, damn, go somewhere else. <laughs> and she like walk slowly and then everything on there. And it just tried to, she's like, I'm not buying this thread. I'm fucking stealing it. She just spent like yeah. I think, an hour trying to steal thread so she can complete that quest. Just trying to get that one bit. It, it, yeah. it to me, and I love, 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 love Breath of the Wild. And it to me is still the most immersive world that you can like be sub- totally submerged into, because there's there's lore everywhere, there's notes everywhere, there's side quests everywhere. The you know the people have day night cycles, they have jobs they go to. It just and it it's clunky, it's rough, it's not perfect, but it's Janky God, it's such a good experience. Music, graphics, everything, and it still holds up, man. And I I love 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 Skyrim. I don't know if I'll keep going with that save. I'm gonna see with this update tomorrow turns into and then i'll see where that goes because my my ps4 saves at like 60 hours my switch save is at like 45 or 50 hours so i could pick up one of those and and try to keep going with the story to be honest and see where that goes i know that's not the goal of skyrim i just listened to uh retronauts podcast they had four people in there that had hundreds of hours in it and not a single one of those person people had beat the campaign <laughs> they never beat the main story of skyrim which is is kind of the point you just make yeah. it your own story and uh, one person wanted to take over the thieves guild and one person wanted a vampire girlfriend and a, a house in white run. And they did that. And one person wanted to build a library and get a house and, and fill all the bookshelves with the books that they had, had stolen from various places. And, and they did that. So that was their version of that game. And I love that kind of stuff. So we'll see where that goes from there. Uh, Pikmin bloom on the, uh, Apple iOS devices. Uh, I think it's out on Android too, right? Yeah, it is. Have you played any of this, Brant? I have not. Okay. How many times did Pikmin Bloom track you, sir? Pikmin Bloom tracked me 250,000 times over the past <laughs> week and a half or so. 
it's actually so I like it and don't like it. Um, I like it because it is a walking app. I didn't know it was going to be that. It's it's an exercise thing, and I don't really exercise. I don't like actively go out to walk and do that specifically. But it tracks what I'm doing during the day. Like uh, I was actually out with a work crew yesterday and ended up with like 5,000 steps. So it's just running in the background. If you agree to let it go, it'll just run in the background. And you're just, it's one of those where you just accumulate stuff and then you turn the stuff into more stuff and then you add that stuff into other stuff. And it just, that that is the part of it that doesn't really interest me. Um, you get Pikmin as you go. So you start off with like a red one. They teach you how to plant the seed and then you have to wait a certain amount of time. I think you were saying that this with the Pokemon Go with the eggs or something. So you have to wait yeah. a certain amount of time for the Pikmin to come up. And there's no real advantage except you walk with the Pikmin. And as you walk, you get nectar. You feed the Pikmin the nectar. They give you more nectar and they give you extra Pikmin that you can plant so that you can walk with more Pikmin. And you, you kind of see the circle. And it just, like when I'm actually playing the game when i'm playing pikmin bloom it's not great i'm literally like sliding my finger from a pikmin flower into the pot to plant them or then i'm going back to the other screen to throw nectar at them and then click on their they they'll grow the flowers and you pull the petals off the flowers which is kind of graphic sounding but that's how the pikmin work but they'll do stuff for you maybe where i'm missing out on it is i don't really do anything with them on a walk i don't have my phone out so apparently you'll encounter like mushrooms and, and boulders and things like that, and they'll take them down for you. So that might be the part where it is, but it, it tracks the shit out of me. It knows exactly where I'm going. <laughs> and I've I've been in a place away from home, and it did recognize that, and it gave me a different Pikmin. So that part was kind of cool. Like, oh. you know, you went somewhere, you got, you got something different. But it's just running in the background. I haven't deleted it yet. Uh, it's kind of funny to get a notification and it says kind of gray outside. You might not want to go for a walk right now. And I'm like, okay, you were right. <laughs> it was spot on. Thank you, Pikmin, for uh, making sure I don't get wet. Oh, God. Well, we got two more to go. Okay, I just started, just came out today, Forza Horizon uh, Cinco. Has anybody played any of this? Nope. I'll touch briefly on this because I played about an hour and a half, two Should hours. Drive Spoilers. a car. Don't ruin the story for me. You drive. Okay, here's the cool thing about the story. Turn I'll be left, brief. turn right. You go in circles. I'll be brief with it. There is a story that's a little bit hokey. Like, it's always been this Horizon Festival. Like, thank you for joining us. You're going to find a race wherever you want to go. And it's just, we're in a place. We're in London. And now you can go race along these stone archways and through London and in these fields. And you'll find a race no matter where you go. What I've done with the story so far, there is a Horizon event but there are like four entry, they're not even races. Uh, I know y'all have seen them in the trailers and stuff. A plane will drop a vehicle down and all of a sudden you're in the vehicle and you're just driving to wherever they're telling you to go. And that's kind of how they do the tutorial is they do two, they do three or four of these drops. And the first one is the new Ford Bronco. And I was, I was brought home in the original Ford Bronco. So it's kind of a cool callback for, I, I like that the Bronco's back out. I don't know if I would buy one, but. Uh, and then the next one is the uh, Toyota Supra, I think. And then I'm not a car guy, so I don't know what the I don't remember what the third one was. Uh, let's say Corvette. It might be the Stingray Corvette. I think it is. But the plane drops you in three different biomes as you're trying to to go, and you're just driving. It's just a tutorial. But they all feel different. 
They all have different haptic feedback. It's freaking gorgeous. I'm playing on Series X. It's beautiful. It's a good-looking game. Uh, I immediately switched to performance mode. So when you first boot it up, you have an option screen and an accessibility option screen. And the accessibility option screen is like, what were you guys saying, Last of Us 2? That had all these different things you could customize and figure out for, you know, however you need to partake in this game and take it in. They, they've got a setting for you. It's in there. There's colorblind settings. There's controller settings for that adaptive controller. There's uh, difficulty sliders. There's uh, field of depth. There's subtitles, subtitle size. There's speech, uh, voice to speech, and all uh, all kinds sign of stuff. Sign language. It's full of, I don't know if there's sign language. There will be for that Xbox presentation there, next there's week. Sign, there's sign language on there. Somebody actually signed. There's sign language? The oh, that's yeah. dope. I, I wouldn't doubt that. That's dope. So I, I did the little intro part. And then I made my racer, and you give them a nickname. So I'm Thrasher, uh, the other successful Atlanta sports team we had here. <laughs> and so I guess there's a bunch of nicknames. So I guess that's so the characters in the story can give you a nickname, and it's not, hey, Brant. You know, it's, it's, they program in, hey, Thrasher. Mm -hmm. So that's in there. But I had these – there were almost missions like, okay, let's drive here. And it wasn't a race. It was just I'm driving this car to go get another car. But then the story – it's not a compelling story, but it took me somewhere else to get a different. It, it's just it, it's not it's not as basic as I'm making it sound like uh, for one mission. I was in the Bronco and and it's organic like these just come as you as you pick where you want to go on the map. You don't even have to like drive into them. Some of them just lead into it and they're like, hey, go here. So there was a a car in a garage I had to go get and it turned it out to be a VW bug. But it was like underneath. It was in this old beat up shed and it was underneath this. uh uh, like a wrap, you know, like a cover. So I never actually saw it. But the lady I had with me was a mechanic. She's like, let's take this back. We'll get, we'll get it fixed up. I'll put it in the shop for you. And then when we come out of that little cutscene, I've got like a big rig with this uh, this bug thing on the back. So now I'm driving this huge ass truck in that Forza Horizon, you know, the engine with all the arrows and telling you when to brake and all that kind of stuff. And I'm still not a good driver, not a good driver in in racing games. And this is definitely more arcade than sim. But in the very first race, I spun out and was facing the wrong direction. But uh, the Horizon games have the rewind feature. So you can hold Y and just like rewind where you were driving to and avoid, you know, hit the brake and and make it through that turn instead of slamming into the wall. Or like I got hung up on geometry on one. There was like a rock sitting out there. So I'm just flying through and I think I'm kind of hugging the left side a little bit. And I just stop on a rock. Like, How did this happen? And there's no fail states like I've. I came in first on one. I came in third on another one. They're just like, hey, go do something else. And it's it's really good. It's I've played more of this one now than any of the other uh, Horizons or the regular Forces or anything. It's it's good, and it's a technical showcase. It's a beautiful game. Highly recommend, especially for Game Pass. And the last game I'm going to touch on Xbox very, very – Xbox. I'm going to touch on Halo very, very briefly. Uh, they are doing a 20th anniversary of Halo like celebration, an Xbox celebration. And there's a big show, was it next week? The 18th or 16th or something? Yeah, yeah we'll be talking about it next week. But they're going to do a, a celebration of Xbox on, you know, it's going to be in all kind of languages and YouTube channels and, and Twitch. And it's going to be everywhere. But they are doing weekly bonuses for basically just signing in. So there's all kind of nameplates with original Xbox script and colors and like mine currently is the menu. So that original Xbox, when you fire it up and you have those like four blades that you can switch through, which is like video, music, 
uh, Xbox Live. You only had like four options on that original Xbox OS. That's my nameplate. And um, the Halo Xbox is one of them, that green translucent one they gave. But what I had to unlock today, and they have seasonal, they have like weekly seasonal things too that you can only get in a certain amount of times, is a it's an original Xbox is on the back of Master Chief in your Halo 3 character. So when you customize your armor, it is literally an original Xbox on his back. It was so, I had to get, it was only three Halo bucks as we call them and I had to grind out until I got that. And I, we don't even play Halo 3 that much, but I'm like, I can't get it any other time. So they they got me with these stupid seasonal things, but it looks, it's rendered so perfectly. It's got those ridges on the side of the Xbox, like that first PlayStation had, you know, those grooves in the side. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks so good. You can see the co- controller ports on the front. It's just, it's awesome, man. They're doing some really cool anniversary stuff. So if y'all haven't checked in on that in a while, pop back into Master Chief Collection. There's, and like the nameplates you get for playing one match, you play one match and it's the criteria for everything. There's, I got a Cortana one and, along with those two Xbox ones that I was talking about. But uh, there's going to be stuff every week, I guess, until Infinite comes out. And it's going to roll back around like the, the Xbox on the backpack. It's That's going to be later on in December as well, if I remember right. But it's just super cool stuff for old heads like me, us, I guess. So I'm enjoying seeing that. Uh, that is it. Those are my games played. I've played a good breadth of stuff right there. We can Top the that, bitches. <clears throat> what was that, Cesar? So we can uh, end the podcast now. You can. I talked about a bunch of games. How far did we go? <clears throat> Hold on. It might be good. Yeah, y'all want to take another week off? I carry. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Get on my back. I was only 17 minutes. No, Cesar, you actually have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ending in. So I was like, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. No games? Mute, walk out. <laughs> mute Mike. Mute unfollow <clears throat> block. Yeah, this whole podcast. Um, <laughs> me. I don't know. I jumped around, played a bunch of random shit. Random shit is good. On top of uh, my 10 anime series that I keep up every week. Um, I uh, think the first thing on this long ass we gotta fucking look it up man i can't remember everything blurs together now brand can oh. go if you if you want to wait a second jog your memory now nah, i can go man all right so uh it was still the bullshit halloween stuff so i think yes. uh, i did play Rookie some games. uh fatal frame on ps5 uh i think put a couple of hours into it i only got to up to the third character i so the first one um you start out in this like weird ass water place and you wake up i don't know where the fuck it is and this is where it teaches you the mechanics of the game like moving around and walking and how to run and and whatnot <clears throat> what's the subtitle for this one this is the wii u one right yes this is okay. the made in the black water made i guess you start out in the black water basically and the black water is just like hair that's from this other lady running around so like as you go through you see these demons in the hallway and they kind of direct you where to move and kind of force you to go in certain directions and it's kind of like a tutorial level as you play through there and -hmm. so this girl she gets kidnapped by this other maiden that comes out of this coffin and her hair and and wraps her completely and then it and it fades to black and you start playing as the second character which is a yuri and um she's following an older lady who is teaching the mechanics with the camera uh, she's kind of like using that as an excuse to show you how to uh, exercise uh, ghosts. So as you go through this uh, haunted 
uh, house that was directed to you by the third character you meet later on, where they're trying to look for some reading material for some kind of a legend or something like that. Um, okay. And as you go through, this shows you the mechanics on how to uh, capture a ghost. Basically, you have to take the photos and it damages it slowly and it disappears and you got to do the same thing again and again. And it shows you the mechanics, how to use the camera to search for hidden items and locate any spiritual based items in that game. And she's kind of like showing her through and kind of like training her because she has the gift to see them. Uh, and so that, that's just another tutorial. And now I'm on the third part where it gets to the third character where he just received the book that they got from that second house from Yuri. Uh, I haven't gotten to his name yet. He's like a professor. Um, and he's did doing they, research. Do they all do these different things specifically or I don't, are you just they, learning them as you meet them? I, I can I haven't played much. It's been a while since I played a Fatal Frame. It's been a long ass fucking time. I've never played uh, Fatal I don't Frame. remember them being done in vignettes like this where they kind of just jump around to three different characters with an interconnecting story. There might have been some where they had two characters that kind of interconnect. I think I can't remember Fatal Frame 2 might have been the one she was looking for her sister and they meet up at some point towards the end. And well, you can go was, back and forth between them. This one was episodic on Wii U, right? The chapters? That was how they released it, yeah, was episodic. Because it's like you jump from each character and that's how they did it. So, I mean, that's how it's broken down too. Because as you go through and it tells me like, hey man, you really fucking suck trying to capture this spirit. Because <laughs> it's like when you go through and, and <laughs> you can kind of line up and get different points in there and they want you to get the, all five points in there to take a photo of the spirit and that fucker's moving around constantly and it uses gyro on the ps5 controller so it like they wants you to do that so i'm over here like looking like a dumbass doing this trying to take a picture of the damn thing as it moves all over the clay place and i'm assuming you can do the same thing on the the switch version i don't think there's a gyro on the um, xbox controller does that I make it easier wrong. you feel moving it around like that it's i don't know a lot of the times it does and when the, the controls are done well because uh, I know people swear by it on Switch versions. I mean, there's gyro controls in, in GTA, and people are like, oh, my God, that's going to be the one to play. I loved uh, it on I, Breath of the Wild with the bow and arrow. I was pulling mm -hmm. off shots. And Skyrim. Oh, shit, maybe that's one I need to go back to. So It's good. I I, I, it, I think PlayStation will have the gyro ones on there, too. They typically do it since they have those uh the six-axis bullshit in there, what do they call it in this generation. Yeah. Um, Next generation yeah. gamers don't want Rumble. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've did that for a couple of hours and then for whatever, now, and this is the normal same bullshit that I didn't normally do. And then I, then I saw that, uh, Paranorma Cotton and then Cotton 100% came out on, on PS4 and I downloaded and played those. And Paranorma Cotton is, a uh, a port of the Super Nintendo one, if I remember correctly. Okay. I might be getting them mixed up. I can't remember which one Cotton 100% is. I'm waiting for it to load, wait for it. Cotton games right. are, of course, the Cotton cute, 100 is mm -hmm. the Super Nintendo one. That's I think that's the only one that came out on a Nintendo console. Um, and that was and not here. Bit, none of them came out here. Yeah. I don't think officially until recently. Um, and this one is like uh, I guess their version of it because this has been a, like a second game for a long time and it's coming on there. And this this is like the only one that came out on a Nintendo system way back in the past. And this one's kind of like a uh, like a kind of like a greatest of a cotton one. That's all it was. As you go through, and it's it follows the same one. You're a witch on the broomstick, and you have fairies floating around, and you shoot. Well, God knows what, like fucking everything on the screen. I mean, whatever's coming <laughs> at you, mushrooms and other fairies <laughs> that throws axes at you. Shoot everything. I gotta look around, make sure I didn't ingest some kind of drug, to make sure what I'm playing is legit. <laughs> but uh, it's like 
it, it's like a COD game. It's just on a Super Nintendo console. So it's a cool way to play it. It's uh, done through there. You can save states. You can rewind. You can, if you beat the range mode, you can get cheats in there. It's just different ways of playing it. Uh, and that was COD 100%. Uh, the next one that also came out was uh, Panorama Cotton, which is really fucking cool. This was a Genesis game, and this came out late in the Genesis. I think it was like 1995. Um, 95, 94, and it's done like in the style of um, Space Harrier. So it was a shoot 'em up, but it was kind of like that same engine of Space Harrier where you you're going forward, and the, the the fucking levels are long, man. There's like you know like usually on the levels on there you just go through and you fight a boss at the end, but I was on there for like five fucking minutes before I got to a boss. It, that game is different. That's wow. probably like the, the most different con games I've ever played. Cause like I you're going that one was... you're doing like first person. You see her right in the middle, and you have to go around and get. It's like Space Harrier. That's all it is. But then you have different enemies yeah. on different tiers and different levels. It's probably the most unique one I've ever played. I can't believe that shit's running on Genesis, man. That thing is more technical than um, Space Harrier is. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed that things run on Genesis. What if it was designed specifically for consoles and not arcades? That's why you have a longer level because you're they're not trying to get quarters out of you. You know that would make sense because the levels are long as fuck. Yeah. I was like, damn, this thing's taking forever. But yeah, this was a uh, th- this one also has the same upgrades where they have. Um, Save states and you can do cheats depending if you do their whatever their their range mode or whatnot. It's it's pretty good. I I mean I got lost in it for a while. Um, another one I did a little bit of that came out recently that I said fucking pay sixty dollars for was the Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Fairy, which okay. has like all these female Gundam pilots in there. And I was like, this feels like Soccer Wars. And I was like, I fucking love Soccer Wars, like the 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 new one, which is. Kind of, it's different than the other ones. It's not the strategy one, but this one's like, it's that gun Gundam Battle Operation Two that's on PS4 and PS5. That's the battle system, but the story's told like in the visual novel, uh, with 4K animation, like a, like a Soccer Wars. It's pretty fucking good, man. I'm enjoying the hell out of that one. And the battle system is just the free version of the that uh Gundam Operation Battle Two. So it's like a paid version. Actually, it's like a first person. Like it actually has a first player mode, and it's offline. Uh, so they're doing this in, in episodes. So the $60 gives you all three episodes, but episode one is only available and they're doing $20 each. So I think episode two comes Good. out in two weeks and then episode three, two weeks after that. And then the whole story is out. Um, outside of that, I, for whatever reason, I can continue with the, the bullshit horror games. And yes. I went through and I played through all three of the Dark Pictures Anthology. I'd be all three of them. Oh, uh, back to back. So, um, the I did third the, one's new, right? Yeah, House of Bashes. So I did the Man of Ma- uh, Madan, which was the first one. Um, it's the same system like uh, Until Dawn. I never played much of Until Dawn, and people love it. It's a much shorter game. This game only takes like four hours to go through. Um, and I've mentioned this before that I played it before, maybe a couple episodes back, maybe a year or two back when it first came out, when it came out two years ago. But I never got far with it. But I actually went through it this time. Yeah. And so I don't know how much. How much do I want to divulge in there? How interested are you guys playing this game? I want to at some point. Same yeah. thing with Until Dawn. Yeah. Okay. So Especially I won't go if it much. only takes four hours. I mean, that's, right. that's a pretty easy pick up and play. That's Maybe four just hours. broad strokes. Like, do they tie together? Is there a theme? That sort of thing. So the uh, the Man of Madon is like a, you start out as a... These young brothers have uh, hired a young lady in the French Polynesia... Um, their names escape me and they're, they're, the older brother is meeting up with his girlfriend. They've been separated because they're going through college. He's in medical school. They haven't seen each other in a while and he's going to like propose to her. 
And so, like, they give you uh, choices in the game. It's one of those ones that choices matter. So there's different ways this can play out. I only played it out one way. But it, you can probably put maybe 15, 20 hours in this game if you want to see everything this game has to offer in this one story, depending on the choices you make. So as you go through, there's different choices that you make with your heart, make with your brain, and they kind of label as such, and you unlock those ones depending on which choices you make. Everyone's different. Like there's one where he proposes to her, there's one he doesn't, there's one that she accepts, and then there's one that she doesn't. And so like it all depends on how it plays out. Because as you go through, everybody has kind of like a, it gives you a metric system for everybody against everybody else in there. So you'll have one character you play at this time, and then you'll see how those other characters feel about that one character. So depending on your decisions and how you interact with them, if you piss them off, their their meter will go down. If you get them up, they'll go up higher. Um, where that mechanic goes through, I don't know, because I pretty much kept everybody in the middle or higher. I don't know if, if they will distrust you more if you kind of piss them off all the time. That's my think. That's the way I, I think it would happen. But it, it, to make a long story short, you you end up on this this ship, and um, where everything takes place, and it seems like every, something supernatural is happening. There's like ghosts and other shit on there. So in the very end of the game, is a nice twist to it. I'm not going to say what the twist is, but not everything is what it seems. And that's what the curator goes through. Is like, hey, not everybody's who they say they are, and not everything is what they seem. And I don't know what that means because I've only played it and saw the ending one way, where I right. saw the solution. Um, and I, I'm almost made it out with all the, the characters alive. I think there was one <laughs> that there was one where I was murdering like a ghost thing. And I, and, and I was like, I'm murdering a character. I know I am. And that's what happened. I was like, cause it, it's, oh. it, I won't go into details about it. And I was like, it was either me or the other character. That was the only choice of gaming until I realized someone's like, yeah, you don't have to do anything in that thing. I was like, fuck. I mean, you mean, I, didn't have, uh. I just, have to just let it go through with it. Cause as you go through this, this game, Damn. they give you choices and then everything's done in QTEs. And it's not that bad. The Q2Es are pretty quick. It's like they go through it. It doesn't like you miss them unless you, you fuck them, hit them wrong, the wrong one. It gives you plenty of time to do it. And there's not really a difficulty level in this one. And so as you go through it, is I mean, this one, it reminds me a lot. Like this one is more, I don't know if it's hard, but it's more like, it reminds me more like an Uncharted type adventure type thing because of the ship and everything huh. and what takes place. So it's not Uncharted where it's third person you can play it, but the story kind of feels like it would be one of that weird supernatural Uncharted type stories Ad- where adventure it's, it's supernatural, but it has an explanation to it and it's some right. bullshit kind of thing on there, but it's still it's still pretty good. That's how what it would remind me of. Um, then I went ahead and I fired up the second one, which was a little hope. And, and that one kind of starts out where this one deals with like witchcraft and, and Salem witch trials and. And this is the one where that rumor was going around like Supermassive was looking at doing like a Silent Hill-esque game. Um, and this one reminded me a lot like Silent Hill because there's as you start out the story, you start out in the 70s and they, they introduce these characters to you. And it, it, I'm not really spoiling everything because this is kind of like the prologue. Everybody dies. So much death. It's a trophy they give you. So everybody dies. I won't so tell you how death. they die. Um and I saw there's some kind of like weird spiritual thing following this girl in there. I know ne- in my storyline, I never encountered that spiritual thing. So I probably have to go through and play some kind of unlocked story to find it somewhere. So you don't get the full story unless you go through and make different choices. So Did it um, carry over from your first save at all? No, 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 no. Sure. Um, so as, as you go through it, you start out as a bus driver and he's going down a road that's got diverted and crashed and they tell him all right you got to go through little hope and he panics he's like all right he's like there's a side thing you have to go through little hope don't worry just the cop tells him go through little hope and you'll make it out so he goes through little hope he sees a young girl and then crashes the bus 
And then as you go through, the bus driver disappears. And then you have all these people that were on the bus that come come through. It's like a, a college professor and his students. They're going on a field trip and they they wake up and, and they're out of the bus and they and they come out there and it's a little hope. And they're like, OK, you, they got to find this bus driver. And they run into this old they they try to go into town and figure if they go into town, they can get saved. And as you go into town, it's like very much like fucking Silent Hill. It's like an abandoned town that nobody lives in because it used to be like a town with one factory. The factory closed up and took all the jobs mm. with them, so everybody left the town and all the buildings were in place. That type of story. Yeah, so as like they a coal miner. There, there's as they go through there and they see this fog comes up. So as they try to go back to the bus through the fog, the fog always sends them forward. They can't get out of the fog. They're stuck. It's like like very much like Silent Hill. They're stuck in that one town. They can't get out. They don't know why. It doesn't make sense. They're very logical people and they freak out. So as they go through in town, they find a rundown bar and they find a an old uh, older gentleman. He's in there just drinking and they're trying to get help from him. And he's bearing he's being very distant. He's like he's very weird and distant. And it all makes sense when you see the twist at the end. It's a nice twist at the end. And there's an explanation for everything. And so I guess when I read online, a lot of people didn't like the twist. I thought it was done very well. It's a and it's a psychological twist where it's similar to like Silent Hill. This would be like like they're like, hey, we could do a Silent Hill type game story wise. Was, was this more Silent Hill than the medium? No, because this the whole point in this game, you know how Silent Hill and Medium, you can walk around and interact and shoot something or something like that. Yeah. These games, you can't do any of that. Everything's QT based. Everything's decision based. Yeah. So um, you're driving they, the movie. Yeah, basically, it's like a cinematic experience. And it does well because a camera does different camera angles like they do in a movie. You can see top down below behind shoulder and it kind of pans you. And there's some that draws you in. And I think the first I almost didn't play Little Hope, man, because there was a part where the, the young girl grabs your arm and turns into a demon and screams in your face and it's like and it doesn't right in front of you in the screen i'm like fuck it got me like the first three <laughs> times and after that i'm numb to it by the end of it because i was like all right i know it's gonna happen she's gonna grab me and do this because it's a story beat where they end up taking you in the past and you see what happens to the town and then it brings you back in the future and then it's like it's it's it was it's not that bad i enjoyed it it was pretty fucking good man and the twist on there i thought was fine with it some people complain about the twist at the end um and that one's only about four hours uh, and then I played the new and the only difference on the upgrades in this one was um, it was still the same uh, QT base decision based depending on the decisions you make through and you go through and it gives you different sides of the story. I only played one side of the story. I didn't get the full picture. There's other parts in there from when the ending I got um, as you go through these games, you can find like different artifacts and stuff like that, like newspapers about in the past and photos and stuff like that. And it kind of gave you more to the history of the town and the history of some of those characters in there. And they they're like they call them secrets. I don't know if they actually do anything or not. And as you go through that curator I told you about, he kind of does those uh, brief breaks, kind of like, a, you know, like tells from the crypt, like the crypt keeper. Mm -hmm. That's what he reminds me of instead of that all. <laughs> He's not that crazy funniness of it. He's just kind of like he goes up like, oh, you could do this or you could do that. Yeah. You have the supernatural one. He'll show you all the cards and they're like twos, threes and fours. And then you flip them over and they're all kings and queens. And like it's like that kind of crypt keeper stuff. Like not everything is what it seems, you know, like that's cool. Uh, he looks like he's the embodiment of death because like whenever they show lightning flash, it just shows a skull and stuff like that, even though he's a human. And he's going through and telling me these stories. And it's kind of like, hey, I can give you a hint if you want a hint or I cannot give you a hint. You know, he'll tell you on there. And um, and the ending of that game is pretty good. Um like I mentioned before, it's a nice twist in the end and where it kind of goes through and makes sense. And uh, I won't go into detail since you guys want to play it. Uh, the last one was called uh, House of Ashes. And this was probably the less scarier one. This one's more like a and the, the, like the Little Hope was more of like a side, psychological one, like those psychological horror films and Silent Hill list. Right. House of Ashes was a little bit different. This one reminds me of like those 90-esque action, 80s action horror films. 
this reminded me a lot like fucking uh like Predator. Um, it wasn't about Predator. The supernatural thing was really supernatural, and they kind of played on you in the first two games, where it's like, oh, not everything as it seems. Um, this one was like you have these. Um, it starts out like way, way back in BC era, where you have uh this guy, this king in Iraq, who took over this area, and he's trying to stop this plague. And you know what the plague is, and he's he's killing all these people and draining their blood from their bodies, and and he's trying to use it for a sacrifice, and he ends up killing himself at the end. And you see these monsters come through. You don't know what they are, but the blood is for them. Then it fast forward, and this is where a lot of people in the reviews I read were kind of skeptical about it because it fast forward in the Iraq War, which is kind of very political. Because like some of the basis in the story was like they're looking for the chemicals for, for Saddam's hidden oh, wow. silo. Yeah. And like they, they thought they found the silo, and it turns out no, this is where they find all these monsters at, and they're in here because they look they found this empty area they thought was the silo where all the the, the chemical weapons were at. Yeah, that's where a lot of people were like iffy on that story beat. Um, I thought it's fine with me. Sounds so good. you have a lot of mar- Marines in there who are like very jar jarhead base, like, you know, hoorah and stuff like that down there. Yeah. Um, so you have this guy called King. He runs the software who scans the land and he finds this the where he believes is a silo. And he run he's going in there to take command of that CO and his wife or his ex-wife is running that CO. So he's like he hadn't seen her in a year and something happens. That tension's already there. She's already sleeping with somebody in that CO. It's already moved on. So, like, you have that Shit's tension on there. And there. Yeah, she Shit's was going in there. Deep. She was, like, telling him, like, what, you can't keep it up, soldier, type stuff. And, like, he ends up showing up randomly. So you have to, like, it gives you the story beats where you have to make these choices where he's trying to, you can either push her away more or try to win her back. And then from her angle, you can kind of, like, all right, do you want to rekindle that relationship or do you want to do what's new type stuff? And that has that storyline in the wild. very beginning. That's wild. So, um, as you go through, they find that as they go into this campment where they think the, the, the chemical silo is, uh, they didn't find anything. They don't find anything until a random earthquake happens and they fall through and they find the structure from 5000 BC and then they start running into these monsters. I won't tell you what the monsters are because that's kind of like the twist. It, this is like a very fucking predator alien esque type of action. It's like cool. that, that shit where you blowing up shit at the end to stop stuff. Like it's, it is remind me so much of that versus like anything scary. It was like that Sounds whole great. It was, pre- I enjoyed it, man. That one was a little bit longer. That was six hours. And like the choices you make, man, you, you, oh man, I, that one, I actually, that one was pretty fucking good. I don't know why people hate on it, but, um, this one was really good on the cinematics aspect. I think they finally nailed this engine down. So like there's bits where I'm like, they got the, the, the camera, like gears of war style as you go through certain ones and it pulls you in. Like it pulls yeah. you in the action. It does so well with their camera system. They got it perfect now. If they wanted to utilize and make it like a real, like a, like a one horror game, like make a long one, kind of like Until Dawn. I think they got it down now. My only complaint is like they still have the QTs. Um, they took away the color base on there, so it doesn't show me the colors from the on the square or cross or the circle or the triangle. I have to look for them and input them on there. So it was throwing me off in the beginning. Cause I was like, fuck, I, you know, I was always looking for the colors to press the button. That's how I coordinate. Now I got to look at, all right, all right, triangle. And it threw me out cause I played the first two that way and going from the first to the third one immediately, I was already geared to that, that style of QTE. Um, outside of that, there is a difficulty setting in this one. So you can do their version of easy, medium and hard. And I did medium and it's much, much less forgiving in the first two games. Uh, the QTEs are a lot quicker. And there's times where I'm watching the cinematic experience and the QT is thrown up there for like a half second. I'm like, fuck. And then I'll miss a step on there. Oh, my like, gosh. It, it forces you to stay on your toes. But no um, I, yeah, as I go through in there, there's an actual supernatural element to this game. And there, it's, it's pretty fucking good, man. And it, it, 
And at the end, when I beat that, I'll leave it at that. I'll let y'all figure it out when y'all play it. Um, it's 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 nice, man. A lot of people hate it on it. I thought it was really good. I, I liked. I enjoyed it. It's probably my favorite one out of the three, because like each game has gotten better progressively, and you see the growth in there, and you see why they done them per year instead of doing it as one game. Yeah. So the final game is in the anthology, or they call the end of season one. They give you a trailer for it, and I think it's called The Devil Inside. That comes out next year. Uh, that's going to be the one that comes out next year, October, and it's going to be the end of season one, whether or not they're going to do any awesome. more of this anthology or not. But this one's more like a, it looks like from the preview they've shown, it's like um, this one looks like it's uh, like a, another psychological one, but it's like Silence of the Lambs or Hannibal. It's like their version of uh, Hannibal in there, and he's like, he's a serial killer murdering different people and like using Hannibal. them up and turning them into dolls and stuff like that. And it's like, like put the, you know, the lotion in the basket bullshit, you know, that that's in there, you know, like that's what that I, that's what I'm getting from it. So, and the cool thing is you go through there, there's like, I think Sean Ashmore is the only major character they had in the first one, the man in the uh, man of the Midian. Uh, as you go through there, they have other characters that other actors that play other characters. And I've recognized them one because they use them again in different games for different roles. So like there's one with the main girl uh, and it's a little hope. She's a side character in, in house of ashes. So it's like, you see these characters pop back That's up. Cool. again. They're not the same character. They're just kind of like, they just the same actor that yeah. plays a, a different role. And it's cool to see him something different. That is so, cool. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I think all together I play about 15 hours. of it. It's really good. It's really fucking good. If y'all that got them, awesome. go through it. It doesn't take long. Um, it, it, I think the House of Ashes, I kind of want to go through it again because when I was looking through the trophy list, there's so many different ways it could have played out. Like I lost two people. Like, And I was like, and, I, and the two people I couldn't save at all because I fucked up with some of the choices I made in the game. It's like there was no going on there. And I saw some of the trophies. Like there was some stuff I could have done. And I ended them too early. And I was like, there's a lot of different ways that the story could play out in House of Ashes. There's, that one's definitely a huge upgrade. And I think that I think they perfected the engine now. So I think whatever they want to play horror-wise in there is good. Yeah. But this would only work on a narrative-type thing because there's not... It's not a traditional game like Resident Evil or Silent Hill where you have a, a character that goes through... Because Resident Evil, you always had somebody who was military-trained, military-based, knew how to shoot a gun... And yeah. Silent Hill was the opposite. It was always the average Joe who never shot a gun and never in that situation. Just has a flashlight. Flashlight. And when you did have a gun, you were more likely to, sh- to miss a shot than make one. Yeah. And you had less ammo, you know. And so it, that made it more on the horror aspect of that one. So, yeah, that's me. That's it. That's all played. It's your turn, Brant. I'm waiting for your Branting. Brant. Code word Branting. Brant. Brant, Brant and Brave. Branting. Style, load the graphic, Richard. Do it like uh, the more you know graphic with branting. (laughs) (laughs) Branting all over the place. Uh, Dark Pictures Anthology. That's exciting to me. Sounds great. A couple weeks ago, I was playing uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and I continued with it a little bit. I got to that second area, uh, and I was doing a mission, and you get to this part where you've got to like escort a toad and for some reason the game like just hard crashed on me and yeah i i I wound up going back and and redoing that mission but something about that grind of like just retreading the same level over and over and over and like having to go back through every single room over and over and over Mm. i I'm, I got real tired of Dark Moon pretty quick. Um, I think that's, that sounds about where I fell off of it. I, I got to the final mansion. I, I got 
or the ghost house. I thought the ghost mm-hmm. house. I don't want to take too much of your time. I know it's your time. No, you're good. Uh, when I went through it, I I, I like the variety it did when you go to different ghost house. Uh, mm-hmm. Added to it, uh, it was different from the first game. I think they perfected in the third game when they did the giant hotel and each floor had a different variety. It didn't. It wasn't drastic and it didn't have that bullshit in there. You know, they like, nailed I, the I don't, design choice. I don't think there was an escort mission outside of the Guigi. Was I guess you can kind of count yeah. that as a almost like an escort mission because you got to get him in bullshit situations and sometimes some of the, the boss battles in that game. You know, with him if. He gets hit and then it fucks up your whole strategy. Yeah. So, but I don't think it was as bad as a fucking toad thing or where you have to like drag him around. And he gets scared and you got to go back and then yeah, you know, fuck, it, he it gets, gets scared. He ball. runs away. He yeah. can't cross water and like yeah, it, it gets yeah. It's just like it's like it, you get that whole feeling when you play that in the Dark Moon. It's like it's just padding the game and it's like I don't yeah. think you need to pad it with this. So. And that was but, the yeah. problem. I I kind of liked the idea of like going to different mansions and stuff. It was the idea of though of like. Well, now I go to a different mansion and now I've got a I've got like five or six missions in this mansion and I've got to go back through and go through every single area in this place that I was just in this last mission, but go back through like I was never here the first time. And, you know, re go back through, rediscover and try and find, you know, the special items or whatever. So it just burned me out pretty fast. Yeah, as I, I just, yeah, I did get kind of burnt out on it. So I was I was trying to look for something different to play. Um, and I don't know why, but I threw in um, Bioshock. Mm, Bioshock's uh, good at game. And and I played I played it for a little while. Um, and gosh, that's a good game, man. And Damn good game. atmospheric. It, and it, I, beat, I beat them all but two. I, I got to like five hours and two and just stopped. Really? Yeah. Because I think I think one is the one that I've never fully beaten. I know I've played it a good bit. Um, and in this playthrough, I got to like Neptune's Bounty, and then I walked into that like room with the little sister and the big daddy right in there, and that's the first big daddy that has the gun, mm-hmm. and he just like mowed me down. I was like, mm, I'm not really feeling this right now. <laughs> I might come back to it. Um. And I know a lot of people hated two, and two was the first one that I like went all the way through, and I liked two. So, I, the, the and then DLC of course Infinite was everybody loves DLC yeah. loves it, and Minerva's Den is the one that redeemed two. Minerva's yeah. Den, but I never got to it. I, I think I because I love I love Infinite. Infinite was the first one oh, I beat. Infinite I was loved awesome. Infinite was so fucking good, man. With even the songbird and every, oh my god. That, that yeah. was so good, man. I love Infinite Man. Oh. Um. So other than that, we uh, picked up and played. I also love uh, Bioshock Vita. That was my favorite one too. Vita, the one that we never got. <laughs> I just see him holding Ugh. the Vita on stage. But uh, we picked up Mario Party Superstars. Mm. Uh, which is the new, which is the new one. Uh, the one where they actually added online play and everything immediately. Um, yeah, this you can is pause the online play. I just read that you can pause a match. Yeah, and it, it, this cool. this is kind of like a uh, a best of revamping um, of Mario Party. It's got a bunch of the the older um, games and boards uh, from across all the different Mario parties. Uh, and brings back uh, a little bit of the more classic Mario Party play um, than some of the 
stuff that people didn't really like in the last one. Jumping in cars and having the the weird like assist characters and all that shit. Yeah. Assist items. So, uh, yeah, we did. We played a little bit, and yeah, this this is a good one, but it's still that same old Mario Party where the same old BS happens and people steal your stars and. Oh yeah. Uh, you can add turns now, right? I think you can. Yeah. You can add link to the game. You don't have to sit there and start a whole no fucking. What are they called? A campaign? Is it called a campaign or a new board or where the fuck that shit yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. You can you can select like the time on the board, but even when we started, we selected like. Gosh, I can't remember. It was like twenty turns, and it said should <laughs> should should last like sixty minutes, and it was it was more than an hour. It was definitely more than an hour. <laughs> You're 50 turns, you uh, coward. So, but it was, it's a lot of fun. That's that's a good one. Um, yeah. I could see I got us. It, man. We can play online. All of us can I was going to say, got it. I could see us doing a stream of that. It. I would do it. I have it too. I can't. It's so good. It, it's Mario really Party good for a Mario Party. Let's go. No Mario Parties, but this one. Because that's a, that's a great one for us to get our capture, and we only need one actual game capture, so I can do that yeah. locally here, and then we could just talk over it. Yep. If we could figure out how to not have me sounding like a robot or underwater oh, or whatever it is. Fucking do yeah. Discord, man. Discord? Yeah, Discord would be it, man. And the very last one, and probably the one I'm going to talk about the most. Let me see my shirt. The Guardians. Oh, Guardians, Guardians game. I hear this galaxy. is kind of a surprise hit. Holy shit. He's a fan. I bought this um, with Mario Party, actually. Okay. Uh, I found I found a used copy at my local games retailer. I guess somebody bought it, beat it, and brought it back immediately from, from the back. I guess. And no, uh, <laughs> oh, it has a case. He has a case for it, so, sir. No, yeah, the whole box falls the back of the truck. He just went to fifty different game stops. <laughs> and uh, I sat down with it like Saturday night, uh, and by Monday night, I beat it. Um, it's got 16 chapters. Uh, they kind of vary in length. I think the median time for beating this game is about 20 hours. I definitely sunk a lot of time into it. Um, gosh, this, this, this game is really, really good. So just like you were talking about, um, with horizon, this game has a lot of ex- uh, accessibility options at the very beginning. You could choose, awesome. Uh, all the different different difficulties, but then you can select um, like how much damage um, Star Lord does, how much damage enemies do to you, cooldown times for abilities, um, as well as all sorts of different flavors of everything. I mean, if it, there's there's a setting for just about everything, and you can you can customize it, change it to how you want. Um. The I know I said when this game was announced that I thought it was a little. I thought it would have been cool if you could have like switched between the Guardians and maybe, yeah. you know, play as everybody. But honestly, after playing this, um, it's it was so good and I don't have a problem just playing as Star-Lord. Oh. Um, this kind of has that Mass Effect-y feel to it. Um, because as you play, you can I get that. Uh, call out to different guardians and tell them what to do. Because mm-hmm. as you progress and you've got this 
um, pseudo skill tree kind of deal where you uh, eventually get different abilities. Everybody has um, like three main abilities and then like a um, like an ultimate kind of move um, that you will eventually unlock. Uh, and then outside of battles, you can call on each guardian to do different things. So like like a specialty move of some kind. Well, they they all do something different. So and they all specialize in something different. So like Gamora is very agile, and then she has uh, her sword. So if there's something kind of up high, she may be able to like jump up, parkour, and cut it down. Mm. Or she may be able to uh, grab onto a, a certain surface and be able to give you a boost up to somewhere you might not be able to reach. Is there uh, is there an indicator in the environment, like an icon on it? Oh, or yeah. does she say something to you? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Drax can, of course, lift heavy things. So you can, you know, find something bigger if you're needing to get up somewhere higher. Uh, yeah, remember, because if it flies over his head, just catch it. Yeah. <laughs> it won't fly over it, just catch it. And he can, uh, he can move, you know, giant objects and things like that and push heavy things. Uh, Rocket, of course, is more technical he can open uh like locked mechanical doors and things like that sentries uh, hack hack different little uh little things to get into it more uh climb into small places that you might not be able to get in yourself and groups usually used to make uh little bridges and stuff to get across larger gaps in certain areas um the the banter and the uh the play in between the characters is great it adds to the story a lot. You can find different things, uh, like little collectibles, and usually uh, Peter will give a, a, uh, a audible cue saying, "Oh, I think you know Gamora or like this, or uh, I should ask uh, Drax about this, or mm. you know maybe Rocket would like this." And then once you are back on your ship and you find that item, pick it up and inspect it again, it'll open up dialogue with that character. And it usually gives you more insight oh, to the cool. character backstory. And that's, you know, goes back to um, building up just, you know, your relationship with your characters. You meet uh, all sorts of different um, colorful people in this universe. Uh, and baddies, baddies and goodies. Yeah. That add to the whole story, uh, and due to your you know choices later on, that might um, you know you might have battles that you wind up skipping toward the end, you know, based on your your relationship with that person. They may wind up showing up and and helping you in certain areas and things like that. So that's that's kind of what made me think of Mass Effect, where a lot of these you have a lot of these dialogue choices and things like that. Bring up the wheel. Yes, that bring up and you. It's not as in depth. You don't have a whole Paragon, lot of Renegade, dialogue. Paragon, it's usually <laughs> like two, two choices will pop up, and you pick one of two, and then it, you know mm. just keeps going, keeps going. But it's 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 fun and it's a good time. The uh, the combat's pretty good. Um, you can either melee. You've got a dodge. You can fire your guns, uh, and then of course you've got your special moves and then of course like i said you can call out to each different guardian to do different moves Sign i find them something i feel like their moves 
do a little bit more damage than your moves. I didn't really play around with how much damage I did. So of course, I mean, I get, I guess I could go into the accessibility and bump up the damage I would do, but it seems like most of the battles would be coordinating and having, you know, like group tie up a bunch of enemies while you have rocket throw a bomb and, you know, take them all out at the same time and stuff like that. And just coordinating all these different attacks and, and things together. Which winds that's, up being pretty that's the cool. more interesting element, right? Than just oh, like yeah. gun and or hack and slashing your way through it by yourself is utilizing these characters' traits and stuff to and take things out. What's really cool is you um as you battle, you'll eventually get this um this option to do a huddle where you call everybody off the battlefield and and they all come up and share their collective thoughts on what's going on <laughs> and you give a uh, pep talk. And if you give a, a good enough pep talk, um, everybody gets their health rejuvenated. Uh, they all get like attack boosts and buffs and everything. And That's awesome. One of the uh, songs on Peter's playlist just blares, which can um, be really badass or just be really freaking hilarious. Oh, so poorly like, timed. Where where. I mean, you can give a good pep talk and then all of a sudden go to blasting enemies to Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart or uh, it'd be a Rick Rolled. It'd be Ooh. Rick Astley. <laughs> the or, two true alternative, the two true outcomes. The only so, two you ever need. Yeah. Um, and the story, the story doesn't lack either. It's, uh, I'm not going to get too much into it but i mean you the Good guardians route too yeah the guardians um they're in you know their latest scheme to try and make money it goes south they tr- try and do something uh else which winds uh they, they try to course. yeah they basically just like okay well i guess we'll just we'll fake it this time and we'll just try and get one over on this person and it winds up landing them into hot water and then um, due to them being in the wrong place, wrong time, they wind up in the middle of this basically like full on galactic takeover from this like weird cultist church of truth kind of deal. Well, that, that escalated quickly. Yeah. It's, it's this like, shit. it's this radical group that like enslave people by, uh, showing them what they call the promise, which is like giving them like a, a false sense of reality, showing them, you know, maybe like passed away loved ones or, you know, whatever and saying, oh, you can have them oh, back. Wow. But really, it's just like trapping them. An illusion. Yeah. Within an wow. illusion. So it winds up blowing up into this huge thing and it's it, it just keeps going and keeps going. So. What's up, like Cesar? A good plot line. I'll raise oh, yeah. my hand for a question. So, Brant will only get this. Did they try to make them sign a piece of paper to pledge loyalty said, to said church? <laughs> no, no, no. But there's, or there's accept, a lot. Or, or purchase goods or accept goods so they can uh, accept loyalty to said church. No. No. <laughs> but, no, this, this Watch game... Watch uh, Richard. <laughs> this game is uh is really really good um 
and there's like I said, it, there's a there's a lot to it. Um, if you know anything about the like the source material with either the comics or the movies, you'll appreciate some of the things a little better. But it's it's you don't have to know anything really uh, going into this game. You can completely go in blind or not knowing anything and enjoy yeah. the interaction, the story, and I mean it's 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 really good. Uh, How's the music? Both of you How's guys. that licensed soundtrack? Very, very good, uh, and varied. I mean, everything from Blondie to Blue Oyster Cult. Um, Is it the Blondie? Like Tears for Fears. Go um, on. Um, Billy Idol. Yes. Um, oh gosh, uh, Flock of Seagulls. That's also a good one. Yeah. It's it's um it's it's all eighties. It's all eighties music. That's awesome. And, it's 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 very very good and like i said the music um the music just just completely adds uh and it can either make it really badass or just freaking hilarious um it being a new game the one thing is you might have some glitches um i'll probably post something a little later on once i get everything off the the ps5 and share it uh-huh. uh i had one instance where like on the uh on the My ship you can part. you can walk up to a keyboard uh and like a, a screen will pop up and it has all the music and you can just pick from the music tracks of course that's the first thing i did yeah because once i see a boom box and a keyboard sitting by it uh i'm like oh that must i, I walk over there to go see uh what all the music is is in the uh is in the game mm-hmm. and peter like glitches out and it goes to the to the view that you're <laughs> supposed to see of the screen but peter glitches on top of the desk and is just like walking in place yes. on top. <laughs> and Post there was it. something there was something else where i went to pick up and inspect an item and I picked up the item, and the item comes up, and when the camera, you know, comes to zoom in on the item from my back, Peter's head just disappears, and you, you see it just, like, come in over the shoulder over a headless Peter Quill. Oh, that's awesome. And, I, and there was a few other things that would just, you know, like, just weird, like, things that would clip for a second that I'd see off in, you know, off, off of a character or whatever, but it was... It wasn't any, anything ever like game breaking or uh, something that would ever ruin it. It would, you know, those just always enhance the experience for me. Every unless time. it absolutely, you know, crashes the game or something. But usually, most of the time, it's just something that that's that's funny. Oh yeah, so, that's when we yeah, laugh our asses off. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, up there for this year. It's it's a good game. Awesome. That is good to hear. All right, we're closing out two hours. You good? You guys? You good, Brant? I'm sorry. Yeah, man. All good. All right. No, interrupt, Brant. Brant. <laughs> His brand is over. Stop branding and braving us. Rant. Be rant. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us after our brief hiatus. And uh, we appreciate you being here this week. And we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios. We'll be right back.